Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, so I'm trying to see if this guy's on Radio Row or what. So I was, uh, I was going up the, uh, the escalator, J-Lo, and I heard this guy. He's like, I love you. I love you. What? what, what? I, 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 I was at the tequila party yesterday. I was oh, at the Lord. tequila party, and I, I, I didn't have a single drink. I don't, know why I don't know why you won't relax. And by the way, I met a reverend there, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like trying, what? To, I'm trying to stay there. He, he walked away, but I'm trying to see if he works at a station or what, because this guy was all in his feels. He was out there. He he was having an issue with his whoever was on the other phone. He said he was like at a tequila party yesterday. He insisted oh, he only I think had I might two know drinks. Who that whoever was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think and I'm. I might know. I'm not sure where he's at, but I tried to get a hold of you all night. Yes, yeah, that's uh, I've gotten that call a couple of times. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, he was he was right once there. in Vegas actually. Yes. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. They, once that happened, they, they, my wife thought she lost me uh, for about a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, so that that was it. Come on. But I'd like to see who the guy looks like. What the so guy let's looks like. uh let's let's drag on the uh the the Pender opinion. Yeah. Was last night the greatest night in Texans history? I, I, no. Um but I'm with I'm with Sean in this respect. The organization. That's what I've, cause I because I felt like, it. I don't feel like Sean was entertained enough. I, like no, by I don't feel like his opinion was entertained enough. Like uh, this, across the table. This organization has been little brother. <laughs> yeah. like, no matter how you color it. It's been little brother. So if you say top five, that's little brotherish. No, no, yes, but it's a start. I mean, seriously, because like you say, top five for the organization, not for the Texans, because the Texans, I, you know, it's it's on the field. It's football. It's you know, Browns game, Cowboys game, you know, Titans game. It it that that's top five list for me. Yeah. Uh, for for the Texans, but for the organization, I'm with him. I I, I think this was. Hey man, there's not a you know we we have a Hall of Famer too. Hey man, we've got the, the two best rookies. You got two. We're on the ride. Because JJ's going in. And uh, can I give you a little confession, real quick? Go ahead. The confession is. These are my confessions. I felt weird watching Julius Peppers. Could have been three. Could have been two guys going in. <laughs> could have been two guys going in when Julie when they announced Julius Peppers. I was, like, I was like, damn it. That was the guy I wanted in the, before the draft. That was the guy that ended up being the best player by far, Hall of Famer, out of that uh, first ever Houston Texans draft. Now, certainly butterfly effect and all that. Who knows if, you know, yeah. whatever happened. But you probably would have still gotten Andre. Yeah. You probably would have had Julius Peppers and Andre. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that was that. Was that. But but for the organization, it's, it's no – you can say that's little brother, and I don't disagree, you know, that if you're saying, hey, this is one of the top five. Well – 
Everybody had that moment at one point. Every organization had that moment at one point where they got their first Hall of Famer, where they got the stud that's going to be a franchise quarterback, you know. So, yeah, I, I actually agree with that, but I wouldn't say Texans because that's football to me. I just have faith in uh, <coughs> faith in humanity that people didn't think that Torrey Holt was better than Andre Johnson. Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne, better than Andre. Come on. Yeah, no. Like, uh, let's 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 be serious. They'll they'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But this was they did it right. They 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 did the right thing. They got Andre in there when he needed to get in there. Maybe last year, but certainly this year, there was no doubt he had to get in. And it was really really cool, just to just to kind of see see it happen. You know. I actually thought Casario got stiffed. Might have. I mean, think about what you're saying here. So. You're basically saying, if you're if you're doing these awards, you're saying that Nick Casario drafted the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. He had the coach. He hired the coach that was second, but he doesn't get exec of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we've been critical of Nick, but that that that's ass backwards to no, me. No, absolutely. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. If 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 you're getting that, how does he not get that award just by just by common sense? Because the because only, we're giving a lifetime achievement award because Dan Campbell goes up there and gives sound clips. Well, it wasn't necessarily that. It was Laporta and Gibbs. Laporta and, and Gibbs, okay. But they weren't rookies of the year. No, I understand that. That's why I'm saying I agree with you. I think, you know, you can give it to someone like that because of what it happened that same year. Well, what happened this same year? <laughs> you had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Uh, no, I, I, I do agree with that, too. Look at Sean. He's feeling it, man. He's feeling it. He's feeling it big sounds, time. Sounds kind of nothing. How you feeling, man? How you feeling? <laughs> We're not laughing at you. You didn't do anything. Sean, look, we got to talk to you, sir. Are you okay? How you doing, man? Good. What happened? Why, uh, why, <laughs> why am I supposed to feel I'm bad? I'm so confused. We're just checking yeah, on you. We're yeah, just you do this you. like three, like like twice a week now with, with stuff. I'm <laughs> fine. Lisa Ann's fine. I checked on her. Oh, she's she's good. good. Oh, good. Yeah, she's all good. We're man. checking on you, man. Why? Because I feel like uh, I feel like you're really excited about this greatest day in Texans history. I feel like oh, I am. I, I feel like I ruined things for Seth. I would ask Seth how he's doing more than me. Did I look <laughs> agitated during that last segment? You did uh, not. No. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I kind of thought that. Uh, you make a great point, by the way, about Casario it's stupid. having to get executive. Of it's the year. stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, it makes no sense. And you know me; like I'll criticize. I probably Casario. should have spent more time on that. No, it's idiotic. <laughs> yeah. So, he, so he has the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, and he hired the coach that got second place, and he's not executive. That's dumb. Right? Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. It doesn't. Oh, because Dan Campbell goes up there and does his bit coaching. Give me a break. I think part of this is you really are not a big fan of Dan Campbell. No, he's a bit <laughs> coach. <laughs> He's a bit coach. That was in the NFC Championship. Yeah. I don't care if Detroit's looking over here or not. I love it here. Oh, where are they? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I think that guy might like Dan Campbell. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Just absolute bit coach. So you got to go to Shaq's party, huh? Yeah, tonight, 10 o'clock. How's that going to treat you? I, I'll let you know. I, I may I may nap today. I may have to nap. It doesn't start till 10. Oh, oh um, that's midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think my body's pretty well adjusted now. I think I'm on Vegas time now. Yeah. Are you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be fine. i got to change hotels. So I got Shaq tonight and Gronk tomorrow. Oh, geez. Yeah. What hotel are you going to? Uh, Gronk Beach tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, they're both at the Wynn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Landry, Aaron's over here making the, ooh, big guy. Landry asked, and I'm answering. I'm going to these two parties. I'm going with my Yellow Rose people because they're a sponsor of both of those parties. Oh, right. So yeah. are you going to have to drink, are you gonna have to drink uh, whiskey all weekend? Probably, or maybe some oh, like mixture God. of it, uh, like liqueur 43, Man. a Cayahito. 
Oh, yeah. What time yeah. do you get back Sunday? Uh, I'll be back in Houston by noon on Sunday. Damn, you're just going to oh, sleep good. through the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Come on now. I, you, uh, come on. I you mean, got, you're, you're going to be back in Houston after a week in Vegas. Yeah. You're going to get there at noon. You might, you might have to sleep through the Super Bowl. Man. I, I might have to take a cat nap or something when I get back, but I'll be up for the Super Bowl. Don't you worry, because I'll have plenty of prop bets going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I, 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 I came up with five yesterday. I'm going to share them uh, with uh, our listeners. I'll okay. give one to your listeners, okay? okay. And then I'll oh, get yeah. out of here, because yeah. I'm fine. Just so you No, know. yeah, we're just. Um, but uh, but uh, Brock Purdy, over 12 and a half yards rushing. Okay. That's I like a good that one. one. Yeah, I, that's not on my list. That, that's, that I feel a, like there's going to be an you know like he he scrambled quite a bit in the NFC title game. Yeah, he did. That's one scramble for a first down. Brock Purdy over 12 and a half yards. All right, I might have to make it six. That's Book, a good one. Okay, you yeah, like that I one? Like that okay, one. that's yeah. my one. All right, man. All right, yeah. Have a good show. I'll show hang up and listen. Guys. All right, <laughs> uh, we'll get dramatic coming up at eight fifteen. Uh, big night last night. It depends how big you think it was, but. Uh, John Lopez is going to get dramatic, 8-15. 10-15. whatever. 10-15 <laughs> to the Why not, right? right now. I did, not? I did the overly dramatic uh, reading for every Texans game. Why not for the Super Bowl? Uh, because uh, this is what everybody's going to be watching. I mean, I haven't even started thinking about the, like how I'm actually going to watch the Super Bowl because we've been here all week. Yeah. I was thinking about that last night when I was going to bed. I was like, what are what we're doing? Sit on the couch. I wonder what we're doing. No, we always have kids over or go to one of their houses the or something like that. Uh, and, and and it's so. I guess we got. I got to start planning that. You got to sit on the couch, bro. Well, I'll be on a couch somewhere. Yeah, get you a nap, man. Need it badly. Uh, I'm gonna probably. I can't sleep on the plane, see. But uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll sleep in tomorrow. Uh, supposedly the plane's gonna be pretty empty, so you might be able to lay out a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I hear. I got B four. I got B three. Oh. Oh, really? Good effort, man. You <laughs> tried. I tried. You tried. Yeah, I was. I was literally. I stepped away from the crabs table to, to to make sure I got my booking in. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but how? How are you just gonna stay at home and watch the Super Bowl? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, probably sleep. Mm-hmm. I might sleep till five. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, can you sleep on the plane? And I can't hit or miss. Yeah, I can't. We'll so I brought all my luggage. I'm just going to hang out here at the Mandalay Bay. See what see what happens. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's your. You, you've kind of been vibing on Caesar's property, so now you're going to have to. I, I don't think I'm going to gamble much. I'm up MGM in, so I'm up big. I'm not going to be a dummy. I was a dummy for about an hour last night, and we'll get to that. But uh, uh, I'm 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 going to be smart today. Let's go inside the pockets, the OG's pockets, <laughs> live from uh, Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Yingling Flight. Uh, how are we looking? All right, so the total coming in, um, I was up, I believe, eight hundred and forty-one dollars, and I was like, okay, it can't continue, right? I mean, I'm gonna lose. So I said. Dang it, I am not going to spend more than the $500 a day that I've been uh, uh, putting in. So I, I, uh, I, had, I had my, uh, my money with me. And I've been, the way I've been winning is being very disciplined, sticking to my plan. Um, but I did want to do this. And this is what bi- almost bit me. I said, man, I got to go to Caesars. So I walked across the street, walked that long way into uh, Caesars, uh, to the casino, and I, the first table I saw, $500 minimum. Second and third tables I saw, $100 minimum. Oh, Lord. Fourth table I saw, thank God they had four tables, $50 minimum. I kind of waited a little bit for a spot. I got in there, and I'm like, should I really do it? Should I really do it? $50, that's, I, I could be like four bets. I mean, if you do odds and stuff. 
uh, which I always do. So I said, ah, screw it. I'm not going to I'm not going to use any other money. So if I lose, I lose. I'm still up for the week. Right. <coughs> Started betting. Fifty dollar minimum. Crashed and burned. Yeah. Like, like crashed and burned in maybe 20 minutes. There you go. And even worse, I had another four hundred dollars in my pocket. Like a dummy. Like a big, fat dummy, I threw that other $400 on the table. And I'm like, all right, well, at least I'll be even if I lose all this because I was up 841. Yeah. Uh, and the table got hot. And it took 20 minutes to lose $500. It took me about 45 minutes to win $800 plus. The table just got hot like that. Uh, it turned very, very quickly from, from bad to great. And I was finally disciplined, even though I did the dumbest thing ever. I dug into my pocket, uh, passed my stake, uh, and I walked away uh, with more than $800 plus. Like, I went up to the room. I, got, I picked up a salad, went up to the room. $1,660 up for the Look week. Look at you. So uh, I came in. Rich with, get richer. Uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Look at you. I had uh, $4,160 I'm going home with. Uh, after uh, not you know, including my twenty five hundred dollars stake, so look at you, beers on me. Oh wow, yeah, yeah no, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm good on that, sir. I am very good on that. That is for sure. No, that was it's that a was water a water weekend for me, my friend. It's a what? Water weekend. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, because uh, once I was up and I knew I was up, I started hitting it pretty good last night. Uh, the free drinks and yeah, stuff. Yeah. What were you well, no, on? I I had a couple of free drinks at the table, but those are light, you know. Uh, so I went. I took my salad, counted my winnings, put the money in the safe, went back down, just started having a couple of drinks, or more than a couple. And then I went back up, watched a little TV, and here I am. But uh, let's say five. <laughs> let's say five vodka tonics. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a good night. There you go. The OG John Lopez. The rich getting richer. Yeah. Here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Last sure night, the uh, news of the day. Uh C.J. Stroud, Rookie of the Year, no surprise there. Uh, Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I guess it was. I, I guess there was some doubt. There was about yeah. that, and then uh, D'Amico Ryan shut out, not Coach of the Year. Uh, Nick Casario, not Exec of the Year, which I think is uh, is an absolute joke. Yeah, and, and the first thing and I, I just wrote down these two words on the on the doc as I was watching it. It's happening, uh, and that, that's kind of how the feeling I had is like, you know. I talked about validation for the organization, you know, just the whole night with 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 Andre Johnson, but you see them up there, and yeah. you're like, "Dang, this we, meant a we, lot to Andre." By the way, we got the guy. Oh yeah, uh, we got the dudes, man. I mean, it, it, we knew we did, but when you actually see it recognized by the entire league, you're just like, "Oh man, this is going to be a good run." This then you feel that like like the run is starting. This isn't fool's gold. This isn't Deshaun. I didn't need that. I know, but, but, but my just, thing is, I didn't need like last it. night to feel that. I, 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 yes, and we've said that. Yeah, I've said that. That's my thing. Like, I like I, if, if if last night didn't happen, it doesn't make me feel any more. Or no, less no, you're you're sure about you're it. absolutely right. But it, what, something about when it does happen, you're like, dang, like this is this is really really happy. It's almost like it's not a dream. You know, it's not. It, 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 like I said, I, the, the feeling I got was it's not fool's gold. We, we've we've thought for several, you know, three or four times over the course of this franchise existence 
like this could be it. It never was, and there were, there were always doubts. You know, the, the, the good run, they couldn't quite get there with Kubiak. Then, then uh, the Deshaun and all that stuff, they tried Brock Osweiler. We know how that turned out, you know. And then they got Deshaun, we had B.O.B., and then Easter became, you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to it's going to happen. That, that's the feeling I had. It's going to happen with this organization. and these What's it? A, a run to the championship. So they're going to win a bowl? I don't know if they're going to win a bowl. That's always a hard thing to predict. But I, I fully expect to see the Texans in a Super Bowl. Is that as bold as, as, as it sounded, as it felt when I said that? Because <laughs> I don't think it's that bold. We will see them in an, in an AFC championship game. We will see them in a Super Bowl. I felt that last night. You didn't feel that? I felt it before that. Yeah, but it's just, it just kind of just adds, I guess. Uh, it adds that, that uh, reality to it. Yeah, I, I felt it before that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and these are just like, it's a really likable squad, man. Yeah. Like, it's just an endearing CJ, Will Anderson, the, the aggressiveness, the trade. I, I would say, like, draft night, and, and I think Sean makes a good point. We give him a hard time about the best, but it is, it is kind of like validation for, mm-hmm. for draft night. Oh, Is for what sure. last night was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to be on a radio row in the in the near future with our team in the Super Bowl. Be sweet if it's Vegas again, too. <laughs> I don't. I, I want to get as far away from Vegas as possible. New Orleans next year. That's yeah. a night they have gambling there too. I will not even leave the hotel. Oh yeah, you will. No, nah, I'll well, chill. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That does not appeal to they me. They have casinos. I am good. Right. I am going to chill. All right. I am not. I will be in the hotel room. <laughs> I am not. I will be chilling. Spoiler that guy just, alert. The guy just fumbled his donut. Is he going to pick it up? Yeah, he's going to take, take a bite. He's going to take a bite. Look, look at him. Is he doing it? Ball guy. Yeah, I know. I can't he see. He just said OF. <laughs> I can't see. He's really. back there. Tell mm-hmm. me if the donut gets back on the plate. He's going to eat that. We're Come sitting on. here. This guy just fumbled a donut. <laughs> he said F. It's behind. Yeah. Is he going to pick it up or not? We'll let, you know. we'll let Absolutely. you know when we come back. It's time to get dramatic, though. Last night was a big night, uh, which means it's time to get overly dramatic. Courtesy, the OG John Lopez is back on the plate. It's back That's on the plate. Oh, God, right I there. knew it. All right, we'll be back. Peggy, let's hit him big time. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Houston. Let's get in the loop. All oh, the jokes are coming fast and furious every time y'all talk about this guy. With Landry Locker. Landry, I mean, you're going to be in midday forever now. And John Lopez. On occasion, Lopez makes a statement that's so ludicrous. It makes me pick my phone up and call you guys. You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Your champ, 16. Sports Radio 16. <laughs> C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Andre Johnson, Hall of Famer. Big night last night for the Houston Texans. We're live at Radio Row in Las Vegas, and it's time. Normally we do it before games. This is the final football Friday of the 2023 NFL season. It's time for a special edition of the Overly dramatic columnist, John Lopez. This. This is why they play the game. This is why we all played the game. In our backyards. In our living rooms. Diving on couches for game-winning catches. On the playground. Making believe we were throwing the game-winning pass. 
the front yard, making the big catch, the backyard, crossing the goal line in the waning seconds. Get to the car and go left. I'll hit you. In our mind's eye, we've all been here. The Super Bowl. The moment. The stage. Then it was a a distant dream, like a mirage in the desert. A faraway illusion. Here, the only illusions are Penn and Teller and David Copperfield. This is real. The only distant dream is hitting on 17. The Chiefs are here. The 49ers are here. What happens in Vegas won't stay in Vegas. It will be etched into the annals of football immortality. The what? The annals Annals, of of football immortality. Okay. It will be brighter than the brightest Vegas lights, bigger than the biggest Vegas headlines. Sinatra, Wayne Newton, Mahomes, Purdy. Wow. It will be Super Bowl 58, Taylor's version. Oh, God. Vegas version. You had to do this. History's version. Lord. Elvis. Okay. Celine. Eh. Kelsey. <sighs> Kittle. Okay. It will be a Vegas performance like nothing ever before. A showstopper. Glitz and glimmer. Encores. And another encore. Cocktails? Yes. No more bets? Yes. <laughs> Double down? Yes. A Bellagio buffet of everything we've waited for, wanted, and dreamed of. Live from the strip. Let's get ready to... No, wait, we can't say that. But we can say this. Let's get ready to see dreams fulfilled. Let's get ready to see our childhood dreams come true for our heroes. Let's get ready for Sin City to give us something it's rarely given us. Triple diamond, triple diamond, triple diamond. Chiefs, Niners, jackpot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Figgy, you're always the best judge. I think it was good. I think it was fitting for Vegas, man. That, uh, I think that man. was a good way to to end the season. Right. Yeah. Taylor's, Taylor's version. Vegas yeah. version. There you go. Yeah. So let's just uh, not waste any time. Uh, are, you, are you leaning Chiefs? It feels like you were kind of leaning Chiefs. I'm leaning Niners, man. I'm leaning Niners. I'm leaning that D'Amico influence. I'm leaning that Shanahan tree. This is validation, man. Mm-hmm. This is this is the Kubiak branches just being expanded. We saw Andre in the Hall of Fame. Part of that, I'd, I'm I'm leaning Niners. You always end up pulling for a team, even if you don't have a, a specific interest. I think I'm going to be pulling for the Niners as if I had a specific interest. You know, just because of the of what you just said. You know, the Shanahan. These guys deserve it. Uh, I, I, and I know, you know, deserves got nothing to do with it, as they say, but, uh, but I, I think they do. I think I'll be pulling for them hard. So I really, as much as I say you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to bet on him. I, I'm gonna, I don't want to, I don't want to go against the team I, I'm, I'm really going to be pulling for. So I, I've got some prop bets that I was looking at last night. You know, you know what's weird is I haven't bet on anything at all until today. I'm, I'm going to do this. Except craps. <laughs> I, I got here Sunday, and from Sunday to last night, I thought about going into a book. I walked into one to look at some futures odds and stuff. I thought about, eh, maybe I'll play a little roulette, you know, whatever, just for fun. I haven't bet on anything but craps this week. But I'm, I'm going to hit the sport book here at Mansley Bay, and I'm just going to do props. I, I, can't, I can't go against the team I'm pulling for. I, I, I think, and, and secondly, I think you're right. They, they are the better team. 
I mean, they're favored and they feel like the underdog. Uh, but I, I feel like that that's that's what's going to happen. I'm just going to end up being doing prop. I can't bet on, on Mahomes. Okay. So You can't bet on him or you can't bet against him? Uh, I mean, I, I can't bet against him, so I'm not going to bet on, you know, on the Chiefs winning. So I'm just going to pull for the Niners. My prop bets are going to be Niners heavy, although there is one uh, that I th- I'll, I'll tell you right now. Uh, what my first prop bet I'm going to play is Niners to win the first half, Chiefs to win the second. So that's kind of like maybe the Chiefs will win, but it's not because they're, they're a comeback team. I mean, we heard it yesterday. We, we've talked about it ourselves. I think uh, um, they're going to – I think the, I could see the Niners coming out early and getting a big lead in the first half and then the Chiefs kind of – Scoring more in the second half, but hopefully the Niners will have enough to win. You know, so yeah, I'm 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 all in on the Niners, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's hasn't hasn't treated me too well. So we'll see uh, how exactly that goes. Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you live Super Bowl. Thanks to our friends at the uh, the Low T Center uh, for sending us out here. Um, some limping, some some thriving. You know, just kind of. Who you ask. Nobody on our team. Well, we'll have to check with the boys uh, in the afternoon. Nobody on our team really lost their butts that I could see. Some guys are down, but that's fine. You expect to be down when you come to Vegas, right? Sure. Yeah. But I don't think anybody like totally, you know, cratered. No. Yeah. No. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I didn't do awesome, but yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's not coach of the year. Brandon Scott caught up with him. Before the awards, Brand Scott was working the uh, red carpet. Uh, here's what it sounded like when B. Scott caught up uh, to the runner-up for the NFL's Coach of the, uh, the Year award. Yeah, this moment is special because of what you mentioned, the entire organization, right? To have two rookies up for award, Andre's up for Hall of Fame, just our entire organization in the Houston, Texas is, you know, is putting the Texans back on the map, and we are on the map now. And the entire world is able to see you know, the type of people that we have in our organization. That's what makes it nice special. Could you have envisioned this, or do you try to just, you know, just keep your nose to the ground and work, or did you have this in your mind, or what? Yeah, we just keep our. I just keep my nose to the ground and works. And I think when you're humble and you work and you do things the right way, then you'll get recognition from others. Others will lift you up. You don't have to beat your own chest like others will see the work that you're putting in. Last thing for your former teammate Andre, make the case. Make the case, the Hall of Fame case. <laughs> oh, the best player I ever seen day in and day out at practice, like the way he worked, the way he showed up, the same way in games, no matter if he was double team, triple team, like everybody knows he's getting the ball. For him to be consistently showing up, not only as a player, but the man that he is. He taught me what it's like to work in the community, give back. And so for that, that he is definitely a Hall of Fame. I would ask you to make the case for yourself because no. you're here, but I don't think you're going to do it. I don't think you'll do it. He did not, and he, he did, did not, not, and he didn't get it. So <laughs> there it was. I, I thought the right choice was Stefanski. We said it before. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they had five quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, and they, they vote on it before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the, the head-to-head really didn't matter. Uh, I, actually, I actually thought Shane Steichen uh, deserves some consideration as well. Yeah, you can say, well, the Texans won a few games last year and they won this much. But, yeah, they, they had the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they, they had the quarterback. The Browns won really without a quarterback. They had the ghost of Joe Flacco. And I, I, think, I think they made the right choice. I do think Casario got completely screwed, though. Casario got screwed. Let me ask you this. Had the Texans won the regular season meeting with the Browns, you think it would have been different? Not sure. 
Not sure, but they got throttled. And um, it wouldn't it wouldn't CJ. Yeah, CJ wasn't out there. So it's interesting how the, maybe that one game was a lot of people were hinging because it was late in the year. Yeah. And a lot of people were hinging their vote on that. Casario was on with Sean and Seth today, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. How long was it? Probably about 40 minutes. 30. Oh, 30. Officially okay. 30. <laughs> did he ask him if he was good on time? I don't know. Did he or did he not? <laughs> Coming up, let's embrace debate. John Week said something yesterday that kind of made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. We know Andre's the first Hall of Famer with the Houston Texans. Is he the best Houston Texan of all time? Embracing debate live from Radio Row next. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. All right, so who's the best Houston Texan of all time? Is it Andre Johnson or is it J.J. Watt? Let's embrace debate. Andre Johnson in the Hall of Fame. uh, First Houston Texan uh, selected yesterday. Who is the best Houston Texan of all time? John Weeks said it's Andre. I mean, he came in here. John Weeks, uh, he's not really known for, like, just firing off hot takes. He said Andre's the GOAT. J.J. knows how I feel about him, but Andre's the GOAT. Played with both of them uh, for the majority of their careers. If I asked John Lopez, who's the greatest Houston Texan of all time, what would your answer be? Kind of feel dirty today saying it because he just got into the Hall of Fame, but it's J.J. Watt. Um, J.J. Watt is going to be regarded as maybe the best uh, one of the best ever at his position. Now, I know the Hall of Fame by default does that, but when, when the conversation starts, who's the greatest wide receiver in history, in NFL history, Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer, but he's not in that discussion. That's how I would, that's how I would judge it. He's, he's not in the discussion of, you know, who are the best three wide receivers in the history of the NFL. Yeah. He's not in it. Is J.J.? I think JJ is. You know, you, I think I think you can at his best. At his best, dude. Two defensive players of the year was it two or three? three? three. Yeah, three. Uh, MVP discussion. Uh, the, the, the multiple twenty sack seasons. I mean, it's Reggie White. You know, for me. Uh, but but JJ is in the discussion of the greatest rush ends in NFL history, and Andre's not. That's how I would I would. Uh, you know, kind of make the difference. And he played inside, outside, all that. I, I yeah. would I would have said J.J. before, but if we're talking about, like, the greatest member of an organization, like, uh, J.J. might be, like, at his best, better than Andre was at his best, although it's debatable. Mm-hmm. But I, I just look at what Andre's meant to the organization the last few years, and m- maybe I'm making too much of it, but I think when this organization needed him most – he was there for him. Uh, JJ left. Like JJ, JJ went away. He ran away from it, and now he's coming back and he's taking all the accolades. More mm-hmm. power to him. He's a yeah. national brand. JJ likes the limelight a little bit more than Andre. Andre just likes to chill. But that tweet where Andre Johnson called out oh. Jack Easterby, I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't think it's like. I, I think Easterby was on the way out to begin with. I think it was inevitable that there was going to be a downfall. But I think Andre, who doesn't talk a lot who doesn't have a lot of hot takes Andre caring enough about the organization to say something that probably wasn't comfortable for him on top of the fact that he's still around on the reg he's not working out like JJ and monitoring situations like JJ said he was monitoring the Texans situation along yeah. with the Steelers Andre's not monitoring the Texans he's about that life so 
I, I would have said JJ, but I think the last the last few years, just given the fact that Andre really, so truly you think he is us, the greatest? To, I think so because you're taking everything into account. I'm taking everything Not into just account. The field. Uh, just the fact that uh, he's he's here for better or worse. I mean, if you take everything into account, that's a stronger argument. I, I'm thinking like just as a, as a football player among among the greatest Texans ever. I think it's JJ. If you do take, I mean, look, Andre Johnson might be my favorite Houston Texan of all time. So I feel like I said I kind of feel dirty saying it. So I'm with I, I can I can hear you on that. But players like. Yeah, they're both Hall of Famers. It, it, it's it's very very slim the margins between how good one is versus the other. But I think as a player, JJ Watt. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I wouldn't disagree. I would just say as far as being a Texan, I think yeah. Andre Andre is that uh, dude. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see his speech too because he's a he's a man of few words, but when he speaks, it's pretty powerful. We had him on, um, and he himself said he said Reggie Wayne thought that he should be in over him, and mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. So. That's a lot of textures are saying uh, Andre, but I think part of that also is what you're talking about, and also part of it, he was the first true face face of the franchise. Yeah. He, he was the first one that nationally recognized, across the league recognized. Boy, you don't want to play the Texans, you don't want to face Andre Johnson, and so you you know he kind of was the first one to 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 give that relevance to the organization. I think the other thing is like a lot of like Andre's greatness is is it's not fully in his control. Yes. Like, it's not like Andre's ability to be great, for lack of a better term, or greater, mm-hmm. or maximize his He did his more greatness. with less. Yeah. It, like, J.J., even, I mean, you obviously, like, there's, there's obviously a, a large gray area that comes with uh, producing like J.J. did. You need the right coordinator. You need some guys around you. But for the most part, you're lining up, and you're in control of your own greatness. Yeah. Andre was always... I mean, I don't want to say he was like a sob story, but you know what I mean. No, you like, were you were you you felt you look bad at the quarterbacks for him. he played yeah. with and all that. And yeah. then there was a time, and I'm and I'm glad Kubiak's off the damn uh, <laughs> off the damn hook too, because there were times where it's like, man, can we go to this guy in the red zone every once in a while? Coops, <laughs> his touchdowns were not damn Coops. <laughs> what are we doing? He's got to get you here. He can't throw him a fade or something like that. A slant. He's six four. Come on, Coops. <laughs> or whatever he was. <laughs> yeah, what are we What are we doing, Kubiak? <laughs> Give him a little something, but but Gary's off the hook. Who I guess. is your favorite Texan of all time? I think it might be Andre for me. My favorite, yeah. like not just best. your favorite, your favorite player. My favorite player for the Houston Texans. Uh, probably I like Cush too. Cushing, but yeah, I like Cush too. Cushing's crazy, dude. Yeah, and he and he was just himself. Uh, I liked Arian. Yeah, I would say Cushing. I'm going to say Andre. I, th- I think like just like my favorite dude because boy, when he was accommodating, and this speaks to your point on why he's the great. He was accommodating. He was he was professional to everyone in the building, and everyone outside the building that he with whom he dealt. Um, and yours is Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> no, it's not Jeff Driscoll. I'd have to say Andre. Andre, and, and you know what? JJ might be second. Who's your least favorite? Least favorite Texan of all time? Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan's a great guy. I just remember how awful he was with the Texans. <laughs> he was so bad. He was uh, Bill O'Brien. A, a player. Yeah, okay. Players would be – I'm trying to think of like a legit player that I was like – mine, mine was Rex Burkhead. I'm yeah. sorry. God bless him and everything, <laughs> but, but the second year Rex Burkhead. First year whatever, second year Rex Burkhead was my least favorite. Oh, 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 got it. Ed Reed. Hated that dude. 
I mean, I'm sure he's a fine human being. Uh, yeah. But good Lord, did he pull the wool over this organization's eyes. He knew he had a hip that was not going to let him play. And then started talking crap about he it. He knew it. Like when he signed the paper, which, okay, he got his money. But, man, I hated that. I hated that. Yeah, that was a disaster, uh, to say the very least. Yeah. God, Ed Reed. <laughs> Second year Rex Burkhead was rough, though, man. Yeah. That was really But rough. he didn't really bother me that much because he wasn't a factor. You know? They tried to start Ed Reed uh, multiple times. What about when Casario said Danny Amendola's a Texan for life? Texan for life, baby. Put the statue up. <laughs> Put the statue up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Oh, Brandon Cooks is getting love. Oh, God. Brandon what Cooks is getting love. What a slime ball he was. Ryan Mallett is getting love. I like Mallett, man. <laughs> I loved Mallett. Oh, man. Yeah, Mallet was the man. White Boy Slim. I, I, <laughs> I, I liked White Boy Slim. Mm-hmm. Mallet. Um, Titus Howard's creeping up there, man. Uh, Titus Howard is. He's creeping up there. I don't know. I, yeah. I got to see him play next year. Mm-hmm. Creeping up there, man. How about Baldinger yesterday, just totally avoiding the question when I asked him? I said, he talked about drafting tackles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said, okay, Baldinger's here. Perfect dude to ask. You know, is there any hope for Kenyon Green and Titus Howard? And that's basically what I asked. You know, at what point, I think is how I put it, at what point do you say, okay, they're not going to take make an appreciable uh, uh, improvement? He goes, well, you know, you always got to replenish the line. I'm like, come on, man. We need more meat on the bone than that. <laughs> There's more drafts that have the Texans taking tackles. I don't think they understand uh, mm-hmm. just how much uh, the Texans have invested in that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really that uh, understood. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Andre or JJ, uh, who is the greatest Texan of all time? I'm leaning Dre. With everything that's happened recently, the OG is uh, he's sticking with J.J. Uh, Watt. Yeah. Who's going to induct J.J.? His brother, T.J.? I bet you it's his dad. His dad? Dad or mom. He won't have T.J. go up there? No, nah, I bet you it's a, it might be mom. What if he had Derek? Mom's a little more outgoing. What if he had Derek go out there? That, you know what? I wouldn't put that off the table. I, I, I wouldn't say that's, that's a no-go. Andre's going to be an interesting one. We mentioned it yesterday, but it's going to be Kubiak. I, I, I'm feeling Kubiak, uh, Kubiak. W- would be the one yeah. for, for Andre. It's be Kubiak, yeah, going up there with that tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is talk about someone who's living his best life. Yeah, yeah he's he, chilling, man. He is. Absolutely. He was. He was teaching. Uh, I had him on on the stream, and uh, he was teaching football overseas via Zoom. Why not? You yeah. can do it from the beach. He's like, he's like, oh, I just, he's like, I just got through coaching. I'm like, coaching. He's like, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I teach football overseas via Zoom. And I was like, okay, that's very Gary Kubiak of you. I'd like to have him talk about that. I think that's pretty cool. Well, that's very cool. Maybe for your, did he go into it on your on your YouTube? Uh, just a little. bit. By the way, Landry Locker on YouTube. No, the locker room on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What, what kind of hat is that? Uh, OG Sauce. And right computer here. is that? Uh, OG Sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, OGSauce.com. Get it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's kind of whack that you put established in 2021. Because I've been making say, it. But you talk about how long it is, and then you say it's only been around for three years. That kind of That's kind of whack. No, it's, it's, I, I wanted to be truthful because I've been making it for over 20 years. So has the recipe changed? No. No, I've been making it for more than 20 years. But it's been on the market since late 2021. I'm not going to be inaccurate, Landry. 
Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you've been making it since then, it, it's been established. I, maybe I need to do that. I make make a little tweak at some point. I'll yeah. put it on put it on the website. Yeah, it, it just looks like you're brand new in the game. So, and by the way, this beautiful hat is on the website now, as our shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there you go. go. I got, we got our plugs in. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, coming Who's up, next, Detroit? <laughs> okay. Coming up next, <laughs> Sean asked the question, and we're going to embrace debate. Continuing here live from Radio Row, where does last night rank in all-time Houston Texans days? With Sean Pendergast being dramatic today and one of the biggest travesties about what was otherwise a good night. In the Loop continues live from Radio Row next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live yeah. from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, last night, Texans, a lot of awards. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Was it the greatest night in Texans history? <laughs> Sean Pendergast said yes. Let's embrace debate. Come on, man. Uh, I, I feel him in this regard. Or, greatest night in Texans history for the organization, it's in the conversation. I would say three or four, because the greatest night is Bob McNair getting the damn thing. I mean, I mean, we did not have football in Houston. That would be it. And number two might be opening night, even though that's on the field, just for the city, you know, the, the craziness. Uh, but but I, I I felt something last night as I'm watching it. You know, the What's sa- your feel? I don't know. Uh, let me let me try to tell you what I felt last night. Um, so the volume was down because I was in the casino, 
but I'm watching it and I'm like, validation, like for the organization, you're not a little brother anymore, you know, because there are so many things uh, in this organization's history where, where the Texans haven't even been in the same league practically as other NFL teams. Never had a Hall of Famer. You know, you had uh, D'Amico was Defensive Rookie of the Year. J.J. was Defensive Rookie of the Year. Andre was Offensive Rookie of the Year. I believe those are the three. Um, uh, but regardless, you know, you got the Rookie of the Year and the defen- Defensive Rookie of the Year. And the same day, you got Andre Johnson. It's huge for the organization. It's not the best, the greatest moment in Texans history, though. No, I don't yeah. even I don't even think it's I don't even think it's top 50. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't like I look. It's awards, man. Mm hmm. Like, it's awards. We don't know who won the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year two years ago. It's nice to get a Hall of Famer and, and get over there. Well, we knew that day was coming. Yeah. Uh, if, if we're going to have, like, it, it, the, dra- the draft day would be up there. That like, too. Because, because, you got, because you got those guys, and it was a splash, and it was a surprise. Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't know what was coming. And, and this is not possible without that. So it's, it's a chicken or egg type of thing where you – you have to, I, I think you have to look at the draft if you're going to say this and say that was more important. Yeah. I, did you? I thought Andre was going to get in the Hall of Fame. There were a lot of context clues that Dre was getting in, mm-hmm. and it happened. It's good now that the Texans can say they have a Hall of Famer, and they're going to have to when J.J. goes. Yeah. But, like, greatest night in Texans history? No, nah, not for me. No, and that's not for me either. Uh, but, uh, but for the organization, for, you know, I, I thought it was, it was definitely up there. Um, and I think what separates this from, like, you say it was awards, you know, and nobody remembers these awards. But the fact that they all three happened the same night, you know, I thought that was that made it feel maybe that's why it made me feel a certain way uh, watching it happen. Because uh, you, you got the, the, the past and the future, the greatest of the past and the greatest of the future on the same night. And that kind of puts or the present, uh, yeah, present and future. But but but. That I think that's what made me think, like, kind of shake my head. Dang, what a great night! I mean, this they, regardless of where you put it, one of the best nights, just for the Texans, you know, as an organization. I'm not going to say, you know, because I think of field on the field, like uh, what I count as the greatest nights. I just, I just think Andre is uh, he's about this life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think it means I think I think Andre JJ is going to look at JJ is going to make the uh, the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And JJ is gonna. It's gonna be about JJ, rightfully so. It's gonna be about JJ. It's gonna be a big event. I'm sure he'll go on McAfee and do all that crap. But I don't mean to call it crap. But you know <laughs> what I mean. But I, I think Andre, like he really like the responsibility of being the first Houston Texan Hall of Famer. I think it really means something to him. Oh, for sure. Like he's married to this organization. He knew while he was playing uh, that he was the organization. He was the face of the organization. And that's very rare too, you know, until you get later in your career. But early on, because it was, it was the second year, second draft uh, of the uh, of the Texans' history. He knew from the very beginning. Okay, I'm the number three overall pick. I'm going to have to carry this organization as the face of the franchise, and that's why he just embraced it. And that's why it was so so good. By the way, uh, JJ wasn't defensive rookie of the year. No, he was not. Yeah, because he kick, he kind of kicked it in late. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico and Cushing uh, were. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Cush. Yeah, but no, no, I, and so for him to, he he has he has worn that from the time he was twenty one years old, and now that he's in the Hall of Fame, 
you know, it's it's definitely it, it's definitely a different world for him. If we're going to really dive into this award show, I, I think it's a travesty. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig, we're live from uh, Radio Row in Las Vegas. I I don't see how Nick Casario doesn't get exec of the year. It doesn't make any sense to me. If he if he drafted the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, and, and he hired the runner up for coach of the year, how how in the heck is he not? executive of the year it's it's a head scratcher because a lot of times they're doing lifetime achievement crap it doesn't make sense yeah a, a lot of times when they do these things um it's like a year after the fact right yeah it's because you definitely you know that they did something in, in let's say 2021 and 2022 or 2023 they they kind of you know benefit the fruits of the labor of their labor so to speak but <laughs> What more evidence do you need than a team going from the record they had to the playoffs and a playoff win with those players you drafted and that coach that you hired? That's what's confusing. <laughs> I mean, what more evidence do you need? Yeah, that's what's confusing to me. I just don't know how that makes any sense. Yeah, at yeah. all. Like that that doesn't that doesn't even like register to me. Mm-hmm. And Nick Casario, yeah, forty minute man should have been getting an award yesterday. I I just don't. I do not understand it at all. Uh-huh. It's. He doesn't care, though. But no, he doesn't. But I, I mean, it would have been nice to get that recognition. Yeah, some yeah. sort of validation or something like that. Yeah. I just don't. I, I just don't really understand why Nick Casario doesn't get that award. And I, I, I also like. And, and Sean brought this up. Sean Pendergast brought this up. I like how CJ is openly saying, "I want to be MVP." Yeah. Yeah. Some guys would just sit there and say, oh, yeah, you know, it's a team award, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he is openly saying, I want to be the MVP of the NFL. He said he wants to be the best ever. I mean, okay, I'm down with that. I mean, he said it a few weeks ago, I want to be the best ever. Might have been on the McAfee show. Uh, but, but, but uh, the, yeah, that, that's the kind of swag, confidence, whatever you want to call it. That, that you want from your guys. I wonder what his odds are. You should go check the prop bets to see what, uh, to what CJ's odds are to win MVP next year. I have that. the sheet still in yeah. my bag. Yeah, go check that out. Yeah, I kept it. Sprinkle a little something on it. Maybe. It's 20 to 1, 25, something like that. Could mm-hmm. be 30. Who knows? <clears throat> but, yeah, go get on that. Yeah. Get it. Landry Locker, uh, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Um, we see the good with the Texans. And we talk about the hope with Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. What what are the guys that we should put on watch for the bad? Like, who are you the most concerned about? I, I just saw a picture. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to no, say. <laughs> Noah. Okay, uh, let's talk about this picture. I, I, I think Noah on Twitter is like my one. one I think I think he's the best uh, Texans follow. He's hilarious. So so the. So, so Kenyon Green took a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and explain it. This was, it. This was the describe uh, it. For this us. was the team photo, um, and he's flexing. I got to tell you, man, I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> he looks in this picture. It's supposed to be an intimidating picture. He looks like a guy that has been out of the league for 15 years, trying on his old uniform. Like, what happened to the slim and trim? Uh, bigger, stronger Kenyon Green. We thought we were going to get. I don't. I don't. I mean, this is this was before the season. Oh, that was before the season. I thought that was a recent pick. Nevertheless, 
<laughs> nevertheless. Peggy, what how would you describe the pick? To me, that looked like that looked like a guy who um, just started his weight loss journey, so he had to take that first <laughs> picture, and so he throw the guns up like, "Yeah, this is me before I lose all this weight." I thought you had the best description. <laughs> the dad at his son's recruiting trip. Yeah, you see that picture of the dad that's wearing the sleeve, yeah. <laughs> and he he has the he has the skull cap on. Man. It wasn't good. Yeah. That would be one of my biggest concerns. What about Mechie? How are we talking about Mechie next year? If we're talking about him like a football player that's on the brink of uh, going in a, in a bad direction. I mean. Should I mean, he be fighting for a spot? Yes. 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 It's Ross Blacklock territory. You, you have to draft a receiver, you know, and maybe in that spot. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. day three comes around and there's someone in the slot, like a slot receiver that you can figure out, you got to yeah. You gotta look into it. You got to be proactive on it. Yeah. You know, we, we kept waiting and predicting and waiting and predicting, and, and it never happened. And then when there was an opportunity in key games for him to, to finally make a move and, and make some plays, he did not. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it, – it's, Mechie is – he might be number two on the list. I'd say Mechie, Kenyon, Titus, the extended Titus Howard. Got to see, got to see a lead at right tackle there, and then Jalen Petrie. I mean, I, they're not going to try to like actively replace him, but he's got it. I mean, an, an interception would be nice next year. I mean, didn't have a single one after five. Are you sure they're not going to try to get a safety? I mean, maybe another one. I mean, Jimmy Ward's coming back. I don't know. Like, are they proactive? I don't know how D'Amico looks at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casario. Obviously loves Jalen Petrie, but I don't. I don't know how D'Amico looks at that. Yeah, D'Amico says publicly, you know, he's 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 the guy. He's always in the right spot, etc. But but we haven't seen it. I mean, we you know we've seen him make a play here or there, but we haven't seen consistency from him. Yeah, I would I would say those are the the guys that are most on the uh, on the watch list to. Uh, I mean, to really be fighting for their jobs when uh, camp comes around. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be other just, you know, attrition, you know, with some players that actually had pretty decent years, but that, but you're going to try to upgrade from. That's a whole different category, uh, like Denzel Perryman, you know, something like that. You know, he didn't have a horrible year. It wasn't awesome, but he didn't have a horrible year. He had some good, very good moments. But I think you're going to try to upgrade those. But you're talking about, like, who is on the brink of, like, falling off. It's, I think it's those four guys. You know, Kenyon Green. Who would you bet on? Who would you is Petrie the one that you're the most optimistic? Probably. Uh Petrie would be one. I'm not yet, even though you have to treat him like a guy that's on the brink, I'm not yet done with John Mechie. You know, but so he might be the second I, I, I would bet on. And then Titus Howard and Kenyon Green, I I don't have any confidence right now. Uh, in them, I don't even know if Kenyon starts. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I mean, I, I, why would he? Uh maybe he's better than he was. I don't know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like the injury was a blessing in disguise, where he could kind of step away and try to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the that's really. I mean, if Casario, that's that's the Casario mistakes right now. The offensive line, and and some people would say the offensive line is the most. Uh, the most concerning thing, but the offensive line for me is something that if we're going to try to nitpick Nick Casario, and in one breath I'm going to say Nick Casario mm-hmm. got screwed and, and wasn't the – it should have been the exec of the year. The one weakness right now I would say is perhaps the offensive line, mm-hmm. depending on if Titus Howard looks 
like he belongs as a top five right tackle and the Kenyon Green situation. Although he did hit on some some late round guys uh, on the interior, so maybe maybe it can kind of wash out. But I, if if we're nitpicking Nick Casario, I would say that's his biggest concern. I'm not sure it's even nitpicking when it comes to Kenyon Green. You know, with where he was selected, you you draft a guy number fifteen overall at guard. He should be a day one starter and a year two Pro Bowler, or at least in the conversation for the Pro Bowl. So that's not nitpicking when you come to uh, to Kenyon Green. But come on, I mean, y- yes, he's not going to hit everything just perfect. Uh, so, and by the way, Mechie's a second rounder too. You know, uh, so those were two misses. But you can't like say, oh, like because he missed those. He's, he's not doing a good it job. It happens. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a, gr- a good job. He's doing a great job, you know, given given everything that's happened in the last year. But if you're going to say, you know, what are the warts? Those two. I mean, 100%. Uh, and the contract. Yeah, I, that, that one kind of went under the radar, uh, the Titus decision. And I wonder, I mean, I don't. I'm I'm happy for Titus that he got his got his bread. Good for him. I mean, and he, especially getting hurt. Good for him. And and he didn't he didn't want to play guard. Uh, but but he did what they asked him to do. But yeah, of, of all the the decisions, that, it raises the eyebrows because I just don't see that the value would have gone up much more. Mm-hmm. Like even if Titus had a good year, like you're telling me that 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 price jumps up that much more. Well, knowing what we know now, he would have gotten a one or two year contract for a lot less. Uh, but uh, they decided to commit to him. And I think a lot of people were optimistic because they signed him. Like, they know what they're doing. They signed him to, the, was it 30? Um, this big contract, $30 million contract. So he must be good. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> so that was a miss, those three things. Yeah, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you uh, here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 16. It was a uh, it was a definite miss. We're live at Radio Row. It, um, sometimes when it comes to, like, heights and weights, uh, guys kind of, lie about their height sometimes they're taller uh on the in the program than they are you know in person and the weight john mcclain used to be really pissed off about weights <laughs> he was the weight police he was obsessed he was obs- yeah he yeah. was he was incredibly obsessed with weight how much do you weigh i i don't know how i don't know how rob gronkowski's listed at six six because you're you're he, you're, he, you're pushing. He six, looks six. like he's six eight. You're, you're like over six five. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I just happen to be behind you walking. Yeah. And I'm like, he makes Landry look small, <laughs> dude. He, that dude is bigger than six six. He's bigger than six six. There is no doubt about it. My yeah. man is way bigger. Absolutely living his best life than six six. He. I was talking to the USAA people, you know, because he does those spots, and we were at the. Army Navy game. What a good spot he's doing for them. They could not have gushed more about like everything they want him to do. He does every event, corporate event, fan event. He's in there talking and engaging, and and now he's got the party that Sean's going to. How did he get into that? By the way, Sean Yellow Rose. Risky. Oh, that's right, that's right. We're Yellow Rose. Yeah. Uh, that I w- I would not be able to do that. Whiskey. No, I just like. Uh, I'm I'm Vegas out. Yeah, yeah, like a party with Gronk and Shaq and on stuff. the end of a six day trip. No, thank you. <laughs> oh boy, and you got to fly back the day oh, of the Super Bowl. Like no, I didn't you. really. I drank pretty, you know, pretty. I don't know if every day, but pretty much every day. But I never really had more than like two, you know, over the course of several hours, two or three. Last night I went a little harder. I was just feeling it because I was up and all that stuff. But uh, nah, but you're still just exhausted. You know, uh, when you go to bed every night, you're like. Whew. It's time to go to bed, boy. <laughs> Man, 
I got to check on wifey, man. I don't know how she's well, She got out. in at 5.45 in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I had the pizza and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Did she get the machine pizza? Hell no. I don't think so. That's kind of my one regret. I'm not sure if she got the machine it pizza It smelled or not. good. Yeah. It, it, it's I'm me- not sure. I never got the machine pizza because it's baked in that machine. Yeah. Like it's heated or whatever in that yeah. machine. Yeah. And I, I wanted to get one all week long, and I never did. Yeah. No. Oh, that, well. that was uh, that was Bernie walking by right there. Bernie. Brian Bernie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Handling CJ's business. Yeah. There you go. How Come- about the big hat picture you took yesterday? Hey, I was talking bad about big hats, and Dude. then I saw Chuck Liddell in one, and I said, I'm done talking bad about <laughs> Dude. it. My ass knocked out. They are awful. But, yeah, you should have said that when you're in his presence. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything I else. I ain't saying a damn thing to Chuck Liddell. <laughs> exactly. Knock my ass out with that yeah. belly. Belly and all. That's for dang sure. Coming up, OG Passing Thoughts live from Las Vegas next. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. We got our bull shirts on here. We sure uh, do. They, they got us geared up here at uh, Radio Row. Shout out to bull shirts. Uh, check that out. They got some really, really good gear. Big night yesterday for the Houston Texans. Uh, that You now have a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Andre Johnson. You have the offensive and defensive Rookies of the year, uh, the two guys who made the biggest splashes in the draft, and reacting to it all and more is the OG John Lopez with his passing thoughts. Yeah, the first one is exactly that, um, and I mentioned it earlier. And you know, you can't you can't predict how you're just going to feel 
but it kind of made me feel a, an altogether different way, even though we knew. We knew Andre Johnson was going to be a Hall of Famer. We knew that for sure C.J. Stroud was going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we're pretty confident that Will Anderson was going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. But as it's, as you're watching it and you're getting that 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 red carpet and the val- you know the validation and the awards and all that, it and and, and I'm not and I'm not really um, speaking just for myself because my phone was blowing up. I'm sure your your phone was blowing up. You know, people just happy or what do you think and you know that kind of stuff. Uh, it the, the the awards last night made me feel like just different, you know, kind of proud. Uh, I guess is the right way. Um, so another passing thought. Yesterday I returned my rent car. Okay. Okay. From the fishing trip on Wednesday, and I drove to the budget, and I was gonna end up. Uh, I ended up walking uh, back to the hotel, which I'll get to that in, in a passing thought in a second. But as I'm leaving budget. There's a really raggedy uh, homeless guy, and and and, they, and Las Vegas has some, but it's not like it, it's been. It's not like it's been overrun. But I was kind of off the strip a little bit. Okay, and Where's I mean, this going. I'm gonna tell you, really ragged looking, mm-hmm. but like really ragged. Okay, and he goes, sir, sir, and I said, yeah, can I have ten dollars? And at first, I was like. That's oddly specific because usually, so they, usually they say, "Hey, do you got some change?" You know, or whatever. He says, "Can I have ten dollars?" And I went, uh, "Sorry, man. You know, I, I can't. I really didn't have." You won all that money, and you didn't. No, get I $10. really didn't. You I really are a slime ball. I, I really didn't have ten dollars on me. That's a that's a that's a pretty good ask, though. That's what I said. That was first of all. Well, here it gets better. He goes, "I was like, that's kind of oddly specific. Ten dollars. This is what made me feel bad." I, I it was like in a parking lot. Let me guess. He needed a bus ticket. No, I turned the corner like fifty feet away from him, and there's one of those t-shirt places that says or, or closed places. You know, it says nothing over ten dollars. So I'm like, I'm wondering if he wanted a new fit, man. <laughs> if he wanted to get, if he wanted to get a new outfit. It wasn't for you know drugs or drinks or food or anything like that. He goes, "Can I have ten dollars?" That's weird. No, I don't have it. And I turned. It's like nothing over ten dollars. I was like, "This guy wants to get you know geared up, decked up for the decked out for the Super Bowl." <laughs> so I was laughing for a long time about that. I was like, "Ah." Oh. Um, so I ended up getting. Let, let me go in order here because I kind of placed them out of order. If you come to Las Vegas, and a lot of our listeners come pretty regularly, they what? They come here pretty regularly. Oh, okay. I was just checking. If you don't spend at least one day on a long walk, oh, like, yeah. like three, four miles yeah. on the Las Vegas Strip, you're yeah. missing all the fun. Yeah. You, you, you are missing all the if fun. If it weren't so cold, I'd walk back today. Yeah. Just, uh, it's too cold for me. Well, it was rainy for two and a half days. Uh, yesterday, I was like, you know, it's kind of it's clear, but it's kind of cool. It's going to be a great walk. I started walking back, and I realized, because I, I try to do it a lot, but I saw an, about an 80-year-old Elvis impersonator. Uh, I saw a really bad Austin Powers uh, impersonator. He was doing the, yeah, baby. <laughs> and um, kind of got a contact high uh, walking for about two blocks behind these two dudes that were blazing. Yeah. Uh, but, just the, but just the whole thing of not just like, hey, I'm going to walk over to Blah, blah, blah. I'm talking three or four miles. you got to go on a long walk uh, on that. So next passing thought, um, I end up going, 
<coughs> across the street, I was just kind of, I got to go to Caesars or, or the Mirage. Yeah. The Mirage was a little further. Those are two of my favorite places. And um, so I decided to walk across to, to Caesars. And this really opened my eyes to my future Las Vegas trips. I like to stay at those two places. Yeah. I don't think I am anymore. I told you, Caesars is my least favorite. I like the casino, the though, man. Property. Yeah, it's nice. The casino has more than one table but for crafts. It might as well just be its own place. <laughs> it's a city. Yeah. But here's, here's the biggest reason that, that, that uh, I I'm, I think I'm making that decision. It's a half mile from the street to get to the doors of the casino. No doubt. you got to go down the stairs, and you got to go straight. God, they've got, got restaurants, right. outdoor stuff. they got that garden. You know, they got all this. I'm like, I just want to get inside. Yeah. Whereas where we are, like the Flamingo, the Link, and, 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 and the Cromwell, you can go outside. Planet and, Hollywood's my favorite. Two spot. seconds. Yeah. Like, you go in, you go out. Boom. Because, like, I went to, to uh, the Las Vegas Superstore. Well, I guess that's passed up. To pick up some stuff for my granddaughters, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, I'm back to doing that. Like when I used to take trips all the time, it was always bring something back for the kids. Yeah. Now I'm bringing something back for the grand grandkids. Yeah. It's pretty dang cool. Uh, I didn't even add that one, but it, it felt cool shopping for them. Um, there is a sure sign that the weekend you didn't even you don't even have to have a calendar. You don't have to have anything. There is a sure sign in Las Vegas that the weekend is upon you. You know what that sign is? The scantily clad wannabe Las Vegas showgirls roaming up and down the streets. Oh, yeah. Trying to get pictures with you? Everywhere on yeah, Thursday. Trying to get pictures with like you? Like you saw one or two over the course of the week last night. How many did you see? I saw I, probably 50. I don't remember. Like, 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 if you want to know what day it is, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they're everywhere. And a lot of people, they make good money, too. A lot of people are taking pictures of, with them as well. But this is more... Uh, media radio row specific. Okay. But at the very beginning of the week, I think I was walking in with you. Um, the lady at the bottom of the escalator right side of our doors was the most friendly person I've ever seen. Yeah, you judged her. And I, I was thinking, let's see how she does on Friday. Dude, this morning, hi there. Oh, yeah. you got your Dunkin' Donuts coffee. She's what a great way it. to start yeah, the day. You have a great day now. Will you? I'm like, Houston has to hire this woman. She's bringing it. Like, she, <laughs> she is... Absolutely awesome. Uh, another couple here, uh, real quick. OG Passing Thoughts live from uh, Las Vegas, Radio Row. When you are sloppy drunk, and I wasn't. I saw this. When you are sloppy drunk in a casino, you find out who your friends are. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example. There was a woman. There was three women. There was a woman sloppy drunk, mm-hmm. like sloppy, falling down, Literally fell down in front of me, drunk. There were the other two women. One of them was just laughing and videotaping. <laughs> the other one was like, "Oh my gosh, we got to get you to your room." She was on her knees, kind of holding her hair, so to speak, you know. And and like, okay, you'll be all right. We're gonna get you some water. We're gonna take you up to the room. You just sleep for a while, and we'll be back in a little bit. And the other one was, "Ah, look at look at whatever Lisa laughing at you. <laughs> look at Lisa. You put it on Instagram and stuff." Like, you really find out who your friends are when you're sloppy drunk in a casino in Las Vegas. There is no doubt about that. Great moment on the red carpet last night. The best Elvis impersonator you could see. Okay. That dude was awesome. That's a bold statement. Did you see it? That's a bold statement. Dude, it was like 1972 Elvis, man. He was bringing it, warming up the crowd. I didn't have, I mean, the sound was down because I was there uh, in the casino. But uh, he was like, that's Elvis. 
Like, Elvis is back. <laughs> I mean, he is back. Uh, last passing thought here, and this is kind of something that I think is, that you agree with that is very important. There should be a four-city rotation for Super Bowls. That's it. Sorry, if you build a new stadium, cool. What's the rotation for you? New Orleans, Miami, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Yeah. That's it. Seth thinks it should be in Las Vegas every year. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. L.A., Las Vegas, New Orleans, Miami. Boom, 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 boom. All these guys, well, we're building a new stadium. you got to give us a, a new a Super Bowl. No, nah, we don't. we're good. No, we don't. The other thing about it is you don't really have to drive. This is the best. Yeah, you don't have to drive. Like even at, like in Houston, Miami and L.A., you're driving. Yeah, Houston, you're driving. Houston, you're driving. I'm talking about even just in this rotation. It would be the best place would be Las Vegas. Second probably be New Orleans. And then all of a sudden, uh, Miami and L.A. But my, you have to have Super Bowls in Miami. Plus, like, they're, you built. Have to. they're built for it. Infrastructure, hotels, sites, things to do. Um, like like Houston, I would love for Houston to get another Super Bowl. Eh, you know, okay, if they get one, it would be awesome. But these are the four cities you have to have them in. There's not another, is there? Um, Some would say Arizona. Nah. It's okay. Eh, it's okay. It's not bad. San Diego. Well, you go to L.A. It's all downhill from here. Yes. If we're just being honest, it's just all downhill from here. Yeah. Like, New Orleans is a good one to back it up with next year, but it's not Las Vegas. Yeah. New Orleans just knows how to put on a show, though, yeah, man. no doubt. They know how to put on a show. No doubt. Yeah. That's OG Passing Thoughts live from Las Vegas. Coming up, speaking of Super Bowl, did yesterday, with all the big things happening with the Texans, did that increase your optimism that the Texans could be in the big game? Let's react to a massive night coming up next. Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. B. Scott was working the uh, red carpet yesterday. We'll hear uh, B. Scott's uh, exclusive interviews uh, in the noon hour. But in the meantime, oh my gosh, are they ever. The hits are lit. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year, has bigger goals, though, uh, in mind. He wants to be the MVP, and he is making he is making no secrets about that. C.J. Stroud, number two pick in last year's draft, uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, the guy that went right after him, Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the year. I guess somewhat of a surprise, but not really. I I will say, though, it's kind of crazy. And I think this is just the world that we live in when it comes to defensive players. Like, if Will Anderson doesn't play those 12 snaps against the Titans and have those two sacks, I don't think we're talking about him as defensive rookie of the year, as crazy as that sounds. No, I think he got uh, uh, two sacks on two plays. Yeah. The end of the season had a big impact on voters. For Will Anderson, positively. For D'Amico Ryan's, negatively. Because he lost to the Browns and Stefanski. Yeah, and it's a regular season thing. Yeah, and they, they don't vote after the regular season ends. They, they don't vote in the, in the playoffs or anything. So, like, I don't know if he would have, if Will Anderson would have won it if he didn't make those plays, but also if they were voting, like, week 12 even. You know, he really kind of got hot the last five weeks of the season. So it helped Will Anderson and, and hurt D'Amico. Yeah, and, and both of them pro bowlers. Recency bias as well, for sure. Hey, 
There you go. Uh, Nick Casario got to be feeling himself. And, and now I think the Nick Casario, like, because I, I think Nick Casario got screwed. If we're just talking about this year, I think he was exec of the year. But in, in, a, in a way, the Texans now, they're actually ahead of where the Lions were heading into this season. But if Nick Casario can have a draft like the Lions had where they got Gibbs and Laporta and it kind of elevated their play and put them up a notch, no. then I think maybe we're talking about Nick Casario getting somewhat of a lifetime achievement exec of the year next year. Especially if he can sign a big-name impact player uh, as well. You know, they got the money, and, and we've talked about it, you know, ad nauseum, but, uh, you know, if they, get, if they take another step, get to the conference championship, something like that, or even just have a better year. Like, let's say, let's say they go 12-4, and four, you know, or 12-5. and five. Um, then, yeah, I think he'll get it. You think Nick's already in, uh, back in Houston? He just oh, yeah. dipped out. What's he going to do here? <laughs> Walk? <laughs> well, he could do that. Work out? Yeah, he might do that. Exercise? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was, uh, he was on Payne and Pendergast uh, this morning, and he just uh, completely dipped out. Dalton Schultz was on with the uh, afternoon guys yesterday. He sounds like a guy who wants to be back. I, I don't know if this is uh, – and, and last night he tweeted as the awards were going on, uh, what a great night uh, to be a Houston Texan, and what a, I read, what a great night for the Houston Texans. Seems like Dalton Schultz wants to be back. I, I, the price might be right there. Uh, I, I think you still add a piece uh, at the position, but it, he's, he seems like someone who's kind of invested in what they got going on here. I think he loves it. Uh, I think he, you know, you remember, it might have even been during training camp when we talked to him, and he was basically saying, Cowboys aren't this good. Like 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 on my experience, uh, he said Bobby Slowick. He yeah, said, he said yeah. Bobby Slowick's way more advanced than, yeah. than anyone I've ever worked with. Shots fired at Kellen Moore and shots fired at uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and so that was a sure sign. Like I think he loves it here. He loves the offense, the way it fits him. He had some up and down things going on with injuries and such, but uh, I think he, anything, all things being equal, he would be back. Now, our things may not be equal. You know, there might be somebody out there that give him that extra year, or bigger bonus, or whatever. I mean, he's he's the cream of the the cream of the tight end uh, free agency. It's not it's yeah. not not very pretty. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I think I think Casario and them like him. You're never going to get an elite blocker in Dalton Schultz, but yeah, yeah we'll see uh, how that goes. Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Andre Johnson, man, Andre Johnson. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, there were context clues that this was going to be the case based on. You know, just hearing people say certain things and make certain plans, mm-hmm. uh, he gets in. Andre Johnson, he had a big smile on his face. He's ready to go. And I, I think this means a lot to him individually, but I also think he's about that life when it comes to the Texans. So I think I think he takes a, a lot of pride in being the first member of this organization to be in. I think he wanted to be uh, badly, and obviously he was. Uh, but I think he, he, he owned that and embraced that. From the time he was a first or second year player in the league, like I am the Texans until further notice. You know, I, I have to be the face of this organization, and and you mentioned this earlier, and it's it's very very important. He changed, helped change the direction of the organization, yeah. by like like openly criticizing Jack Easterby. Yeah, and they love Andre Johnson. He wasn't. He and wasn't. That's not easy for him. He wasn't really part of the organization. Yeah, because there's other guys. Yeah. There's other guys who had just as much of an issue as Easterby uh, with Easterby, but they weren't. They weren't saying it publicly. They weren't putting themselves yeah. out there like yeah. he did. And I and I, I know that was probably really tough for him. And he's he's talked about it a little bit, but 
I mean, he did it, and now he's back, and he's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, J.J.'s going in. J.J., it's going to be a big deal and all did, that. But J.J.'s going in as J.J. Yeah. Andre's going in as Andre Johnson, Houston Texan. Did you see the video of him getting the knock on the door? It no. is outstanding. Who knocked, is, is it still that same guy? No. They got very significant players to knock on every player's door. It was Chris Carter. Oh, God. It was cool. And Andre opened the door. What did Chris Carter say? I, well, I mean, my mom was wrong. <laughs> my mama was wrong. That's Aunt, Figgy's favorite rant of all time. <laughs> my mama was wrong. My mama yeah. used to hear that. She was wrong. It, it, my mama it, it, was wrong. <laughs> my mama was wrong. He opened the door. He's wearing a, a, a U uh, hoodie and just broke down in tears. Like, you could see it on Andre's face. Like, he kind of turned his head away and knew that what it was. And just like just welled up into it was really cool. It was illustrating what we're talking about right here. Like he knew it had to be, you know, it had it, it had to be him, and it had to be now. And well, and he also didn't know. Like JJ, when JJ's up, it's it, oh yeah, in. oh hey, hey surprised to see you. Like mean, it, it's not going to be, but but Andre did not know. He was practically balling. It was really cool. The, the biggest, and I thought it was a joke that we were sitting here, and and this is just the dialogue before. Oh, uh, well, Andre might have to wait for Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne. Yeah. And, and we had Andre on, and Andre was like, come on. Like, Reggie knows that Reggie knows that I'm better than him. Yeah. Uh, like, it, I, I thought it was – I don't like that whole Hall of Fame. Oh, he's got to wait his turn for this guy and that guy that's, and that guy. That's voter BS. Are then like 15 years yeah. in. Yeah. Like, got to wait his turn. Oh, wait a minute. That sounded like John McClain. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw McClain. I saw McClain tweeted yesterday, congratulations to Andre Johnson. And then he said, and thank you to the – to the guys for voting him in. What are we thanking them for? <laughs> they like, should what, have done is it, it earlier. Is it a favor? But they all have this, like, phantom list that you have to be on and you have to climb the list. No, you don't. Like, Devin Hester's the, you know, thank goodness, he's the best there's ever been probably. That returning, yes. Yeah, shout-out to Dante Hall, shout-out to Billy Johnson, Billy White Shoes, and all that stuff. Devin Hester's uh, probably. shots fired at Billy White Shoes. No, you I just I, lost I, a listener. I, I just gave him shout-outs. You just lost a listener. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But anyway. Wait, what? He does. Okay. No, he does. He's, he, he is like Devin Hester. He's I mean, going in a Titan. Yeah. <laughs> he's going in a Titan. He, well, I guess technically he, he would be. But, I mean, like Devin Hester, what are we thinking of? What list is he going to be on? You know, he's the best there's been. Put him in, you know. And they did it, yeah. finally. The yeah. you, man. The yeah. you representing. And it, it, was, it was very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I, I was happy uh, to see Andre get in, and uh, McLean did his thing. He, uh, mm-hmm. he got him in. He, did, he got the sales pitch. Or they just said, hey, we'll, we'll do it. Um, Forget what McLean said. Let's just vote. <laughs> Let's just vote. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good to go. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Chris Carter, all he did was score touchdowns, got in the Hall of Fame. Andre Johnson did not score a lot of touchdowns and got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because of Kubiak. Yeah. Well, because of his quarterback. Kubiak, too. That red zone run, Getting man. That red zone. Those man. red zone runs. <laughs> 200 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. Happened way too often. Chris Carter did. Uh, how many How many kids were, like, dropping to a knee and pointing up when they'd score a touchdown? Yeah. Like Chris Carter. <laughs> My mom was wrong. <laughs> That's so good. I remember um, I've told this story before, but when he went on that rant about Adrian Peterson, he's talking about my mom was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Nelson Peterson on. Oh, yeah? Man, he hated Chris Carter. I guess. He, man, <laughs> I guess. Adrian Peterson's dad hated Chris Carter. He's like, 
And Chris Carter, he's 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 more dramatic. I felt like I was watching Django too. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was ticked, man, <laughs> at that rant. That's got that's got to be one of the most epic rants. My mom was wrong for for, for giving him spankings. <laughs> what happened to Chris Carter? What's he up to now? Well, he knocked on Andre's door yesterday. So, well, what's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. Um, uh, that, that 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 whole video of all the all the. The, the Hall of Famers getting the knock on the door is going to actually be on the NFL Network tonight, and it's gonna be, it's worth watching. Yeah, emotional Andre. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, full circle yesterday for the Texans: C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, rookies of the year. And by the way, second straight year that the offensive and defensive rookie of the year have been on the same squad. That's right. Jets, Garrett Wilson, and uh, uh, Sauce. Sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second straight year. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, and that's the difference. That's the difference. That's where the staying power is. Yep. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. One of them is the quarterback. So that's the di- I mean, that's the difference between mm-hmm. Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans. The same pipeline. Yeah. That pipeline is, is going to be on display on Sunday. Uh, but no quarterback. It's it's all about the quarterback. And that's why you feel good about the Texans. Did your, uh, your Super Bowl hopes increase yesterday? For the Texans? Or were they the same? I guess I would have to say they were the same, but it, it just uh, it, it seemed like an ultimate validation. Like, if you if you had any doubt whatsoever that you got the guys that can get you there, forget it. I mean, Namiko was second in Coach of the Year, and there's of course C.J. Stroud and 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 Will Anderson. I, I I maybe never, in fact, never. I mean, it's not even a maybe. Have felt so good about the Texans getting to a Super Bowl than I do right now. Maybe a year, maybe three years, whatever. I think they'll get there. Yeah, I, I do too. I, yeah. I and I think I think it'll be within the next three. Yeah, I think within the next three years. After three, you start to kind of get happy feet, a little Gus, uncomfortable. Guerrero's got to get in that bag. Yeah, he's got to feel. I, I disagreed with Baldinger yesterday about running backs. I, I did not agree with him on that, but mm-hmm. um, I think he's just kind of focused on the. T- I mean, he also said drafting a tackle, which I mean, if you draft a tackle early, but he was skirting my question. Yeah, because I asked him if you weren't listening earlier. I tried to ask the smart question about you know at what point do you give up on on Kenyon the gist of it was what time what what time at what moment do you give up on Kenyon Green and Titus Howard and he was like well you always got a draft tackle like, come on Baldy come on give us an answer because uh, you know he's seen him he watches tape religiously well, yeah, I mean yeah he, he knew Titus was in and out but yeah that the offensive line it's it's been the elephant in the room for a while and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that's not what keeps the Texans from getting where where we just said that we believe uh, they're going to be. We're live at Radio Row here on In the Loop Sports Radio 16. Coming up, B. Scott was on the red carpet. All the prominent figures from last night in a big day in Texans history. B. Scott caught up with all of them. You'll hear the exclusive interviews next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locke. Was D'Amico Ryan's robbed yesterday? All the awards that went down. D'Amico Ryan's does not win Coach of the Year. Do you feel D'Amico was robbed? Wade Smith, his former teammate, friend of ours, uh, he he felt that he was. Uh, he mentioned the playoff win. They vote before that. Yeah. Do you feel that D'Amico Ryan's was robbed? He wasn't robbed. It was it was too bad. I mean, it, it, obviously, we know the job he's done. It was too bad. He wasn't robbed. Uh, and I really think recency bias weighed in. It definitely weighed in for Will Anderson. 
uh, positively. And, and, and for D'Amico, you lost to, to Stefanski, man, in the regular season. The, the postseason Which does, is when they vote. Yes, the postseason doesn't matter. And you also uh, lost to a head coach that, what, they have three starting quarterbacks this year? Five. Five starting quarterbacks. I mean, if, if you want to count Driscoll, the, the fifth. Well, that's true. I mean, but that was a throwaway bye week yeah. type of yeah. Um, and 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 you know, and all the things that he was able to to kind of uh, resuscitate with the Browns. Night, no, it, it wasn't. It, it was a toss up, but he wasn't robbed. Yeah, I, I would have voted for Stefanski uh, in the regular season. It is funny though, and we talk about the coach, quarterback, all that. Landry Locker, John Lopez. Figgy Fig with you reacting to the uh, big night that was for the Texans. It's hilarious that with all that good job that Stefanski did, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That kind of shows that, you know, Deshaun's coming back, and it's like, oh, well, we got to yeah. go back to square one. Let's find our guy. <laughs> uh, B. Scott was working it yesterday at the uh, at the red carpet. Here is uh, B. Scott with D'Amico Ryans before he was or wasn't robbed, depending on who you ask. Yeah, this moment is special because of what you mentioned, the entire organization, right? To have two rookies up for award, Andre's up for Hall of Fame, just our entire organization in Houston, Texas is, you know, is putting the Texans back on the map, and we are on the map now, and the entire world is able to see the type of people that we have in our organization. That's what makes it nice special. Could you have envisioned this, or do you try to just... You know, just keep your nose to the ground and work. Or did you have this in your mind, or what? Yeah, we just keep our. I just keep my nose to the ground and works. And I think when you're humble and you work and you do things the right way, then you'll get recognition from others. Others will lift you up. You don't have to beat your own chest. Like others will see the work that you're putting in. Last thing for your former teammate Andre, make the case. Make the yeah. case. The Hall of Fame case. <laughs> oh, the best player I ever seen day in and day out at practice. Like the way he worked, the way he showed up. The same way in games, no matter if he was double team, triple team, like everybody knows he's getting the ball. For him to be consistently showing up, not only as a player, but the man that he is. He taught me what it's like to work in the community, give back. And so for that, I think he is definitely a Hall of Famer. I would ask you to make the case for yourself because no. here, but I don't think you're going to do it. I don't think you'll do it. He did not, uh, and he did not win the coach of the year cal and hannah they were in town yesterday yeah, they were they were feeling themselves yeah uh b scott caught up with them you never know where the hell this is gonna go uh this was uh cal mcnair and hannah mcnair with our own b scott well, we're having a lot of fun this evening we don't know where the votes are gonna go yet so i don't know uh, but we'll see it's gonna be fun and, and, uh, and we're excited well make the case right here right now make the make the case for all your guys it feels like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And Will Anderson, defensive player of the year. Yes. All right, I got one more. And Andre Johnson. Gosh, wouldn't that be wonderful? He was a monster playing. They couldn't stop him. He was the number one receiver, their number one corner coming in all the time, and he delivered every day. I mean, he was just an awesome and set an example on the practice field, in the community, and he showed on the field, and so he's totally deserving of going in here. And a good right hook. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, Hannah. Jeez, Hannah. <laughs> 
What about Hannah saying, "Watch the tape"? <laughs> watch the tape. You don't need to. You don't just watch the film on Dude, CJ. And a good right hook. She hates the Titans. She. I love it. I love that. That she was a hates good right the hook by her. That was a good right. Right at Amy. <laughs> right at Amy's uh, choppers. <laughs> man, a good right hook. Hannah's crazy, man. Oh boy, goodness gracious. <laughs> D'Amico, not even a contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? D'Amico, not even a contest. Well, it was a contest. CJ just watched the film, <laughs> and Andre Johnson has a nice right hook. Man, she's throwing some haymakers. She was definitely doing that. Uh, Will Anderson, number three pick in the draft for the Houston Texans. He is your defensive rookie of the year. Here was B. Scott working the red carpet with Will Anderson. Man, it means absolutely well, man. It's a blessing. And this is what we're doing for, man. Uh, the guys in the locker room have been not supportive me and CJ, man. The ownership, uh, everybody in the whole building, man, it just transformed everything, man. So, so appreciative of those guys. Nutritionists, strength staff, um, training room, upstairs, media, all of those people. And for the fans, we thank y'all. We love y'all. Keep supporting us and we got y'all. Where does it go from here? Man, it's just up, up. We set the foundation. We got everything set. Now we just got to keep building the box and keep chopping wood. Keep chopping wood. Will Anderson is going to end up being one of the best interviews on that team. He's going to blossom even more. You can see it already, but he says what he thinks. He's got that personality. He's not afraid to, to talk about whatever question you ask. He's, he's going to be one of the go-tos. Chop wood, huh? Chop wood, baby. Can't get over that. Chop wood. Why, why are we still saying that? He ain't chopping it's, wood. It's nothing wrong with saying chopping wood. Chopping wood? What? Nothing Who's wrong chopping with wood? He is. No chopping wood. <laughs> you think D'Amico's ever chopped wood? I bet you D'Amico has chopped wood. Nah. Yeah. Maybe as a workout. Maybe as like a workout. Like a Rocky thing? No, like as a kid. Hey, you from Bessemer, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Bessemer, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. You think Willie Anderson chopped some wood? No, that might be for a workout. Or not. Maybe both. The sledgehammer tire. Have you ever chopped wood? Yes. Yeah, me too. A couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, not, it wasn't like a routine thing. No. Yeah, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I do it, you know, that's how we warmed the house when I was a kid. But, no, I've done it some. <laughs> C.J. Stroud, no surprise there. You heard Hannah say no contest. Well, yeah. apparently the voters agreed because C.J. Stroud's your rookie of the year. Here's uh, B. Scott, offensive rookie of the year. Here's B. Scott with C.J. Yeah, special. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, being with my teammates and my coach, you know, my family here, you know. Um, a lot of special things happen this year with a lot of my teammates. Uh, you know, I'm not just up here for myself. You know, a lot of people put a lot of work in to help me out. So uh, it's an honor to, to be up for this award. We talked a lot about this before, you know, our media availabilities, but your personal growth. I mean, it's funny, you, you talk in other interviews about having not changed, but also there's a there's got to be a progression and a growth from where you were at draft time to where you are now. How would you how would you describe that as a man? Um, you know, it's a lot of different things, a lot of things personally. Um, as a football player, as a man, you know, a lot of things that uh, I've learned throughout the years. So it's been an honor just to be able to, to, you know, just breathe, breathe life. You know, I think time for me, I've been trying to be more grateful just on uh, weak label as, li- as little things, but, you know, just walking, being able to talk, being able to breathe, you know, to be able to, to live life. All right, there we you got, go. We got a good thing going, man. Shout out to CJ. We have a good thing going. Shout out to CJ. One of the uh, the best night in Texans history per Sean Pendergast. No, but I got I get it. Seth did not like that one. No, Seth was kind of uh, agitated by it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. 
He just hates he hates power rank. Who hates power ranking lists? I hate power ranking lists. So what? I mean, so everybody does it. And Sean's Mister Power Rankings. Oh boy, that's all he he loves them as much as as Seth hates them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would say it's I, I, it's not a I, maybe it's tomato, tomato, chicken, egg. I, I just I just think it has to be draft night that if you're going to talk about best day, yeah. Yeah, because uh, or or, or uh, in history, you got to throw opening night. You got to put Bob McNair getting the franchise biggest underdogs the Texans have ever been was just even getting the franchise. Like a lot of people don't even remember, L.A. was a lock. Like L.A. was a lock to get the next franchise. Somehow, eight hundred million dollar check later, uh, Bob McNair and and L.A. imploding. They had like three different ownership groups and they never could figure anything out. Uh, finally, got. To Houston. So that's number one. Just getting the damn franchise when no one expected you to do it. But this is all organizational is what I'm talking about. Foot on, on, best moment in Texans history? No. No. It's, uh, it's got to be an on-the-field thing. Do you think that uh, – Will Anderson just walked behind you, by the way. How are you going to feel when uh, when um, J.J. gets in? Oh, it's not even going to be a mystery. It's going to be an absolute first ballot. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really, really cool. But, uh, no, he's in. He's in. He's a Hall of Famer. You can almost call him one already. I mean, that's not even going to be a, a second guess. Who Who is that? She, uh, the, our, our Synergenics lady lo- said she loves this guy. I'm trying to figure out who I thought she loved me. Well, I think she loves everybody. But is she two-time She loves me? that guy. Yeah. yeah. Who is that? I'll have to look. Yeah. Who is that guy? Uh, I'll, I'll have to look. Uh, oh, Holly from the low T. She, she works hard, man. Yeah, she yeah. works hard. She's, got, she's, meeting, she's fanning out. There's a playmaker. Uh, Michael Irvin? Yeah, right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, I'll ask her. I'll ask her. All right, we're getting. We're getting. Oh, oh, oh God. It, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. Okay. That's he was, was from Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. We're on the air, so everybody's listening. No, that's cool. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. We were saying it we on were, the air, like, we who is that? Play. Who is that guy? Yeah. The stars are coming out. <laughs> dancing with the stars. Uh, do you think CJ could do some dancing with the stars? Who could be the best? Uh, I, I, from a Texan's point of view, yeah. best on dancing with the stars? Mm-hmm. On the team right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... I have Tank one. Dell. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Tank Dell. Because you know he's fast. He's limber. Yeah. Nimble. Uh, smaller. You know, but strong. Yeah. Got to be Tank Dell. Yeah. Tank Dell it, for sure. It's unanimous. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's unanimous. And the woman has to be from Dancing with the Stars, too. She looked like a dancer now that I, I see it. That, yeah. That, that was with that dude. Uh, yeah. She definitely looks. So we've seen. That reminds me of something I was going to ask you earlier in the week. Comedians come to Radio Row like. Nobody's business. Yeah. So I just saw Rob Riggle. He's oh, hilarious. He's the best. He's awesome. His skits are elite. Yeah, he's so good. And so I put together a list of, of comedians we have seen on Radio Row. Is Craig Glass on there? Or oh, Glass or so I want you to, Glass in, in honor of Sean Pendergast. Is Craig Glass on there? It's Gas. Oh. Okay. <laughs> in honor of Sean Pendergast. 
power rank the comedians. Oh, no, 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 no. No, come on. I hate power rankings. Come on. Come on. Power rank the comedians that I have seen on Radio Row. All but one of them I've seen this year. Okay? So this is all time or just now? This is all time, but I've seen all of these but one this year over the course of the week. Okay. Well, one wasn't on Radio Row. It was it was in the back over there, like okay. special whatever. What are we talking about? Uh, I've got seven comedians that have been on Radio Row. Okay. Craig Gass. Okay. Next. Frank Caliendo. Why is he still a thing? <laughs> I don't know why he's still a thing. <laughs> like, is he still doing John Madden and Gruden? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope not. Uh, JB Smooth. Uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he was back oh, there yesterday. Elite. That's that's eight. That's eight. Yeah. That's Friday. Uh, well, hold on. He, you got to power rank him now. He's beast. He's Bert Kreischer. Right What's he do? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. He's a comedian. Okay. What show was he on? Not sure. Yeah. Anyway, Carrot Top. He's Vegas. I haven't seen this one this year, but he's always on Radio Row. This is the only one I haven't seen this year. Adam Sandler. All right, that's A-list. And Rob Riggle. Yeah. So Craig Gass, Frank Caliendo, J.B. Smoove, Burt Kreischer, Carrot Top, Adam Sandler, Rob Riggle. I would... Why, why is Craig Gass on this list? I don't know, because he was, he was on with our show. I mean, come on, though. Um, what are you doing? I think I'd put Rob Riggle ahead of Adam you know Sandler. He's just doing that, so I'll say something. Would you put Rob Riggle? Is that blasphemous? No. Yeah, you don't put Rob Riggle ahead of Adam Sandler. I kind of... Adam Sandler's a, 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 he's a icon. God. He's a god. He's an icon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt like weird doing that, but I love Rob Riggle. Yeah, but Adam Sandler's above J.B. Smoove would be right, right behind him? He's right there. Yeah. yeah. Where would you put Frank Caliendo? I wouldn't. <laughs> How about Burt Kreischer? Uh, I don't know who he is, but I've heard he's a big deal. He's supposed so, to be big. So he can get he can get right in there. And, and then at the top, middle, bottom, Craig Gass. Yeah. Where would you put Craig Gass? <laughs> Landry Locker, John Lopez, Piggy <laughs> Pig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio. <laughs> 610. Uh, stars are coming out right now, man. Big time. Stars are Friday coming Friday on Radio Row. Come on. Yeah, stars it, are coming it, out. It, it, it's big time. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Massive time. Uh, here on Sports Radio 610, we're going to talk about some rules uh, with Dean Blandino. I, I, I got to ask him about this gig. I, I want to know what the what what's the damn setup. Is he just sitting in front of a lot of TVs? Because they... Oh, I've, I've seen the like setup. A buzz? I got a back... Uh, I got an inside view of the setup. It's pretty dang awesome. Like, they can see these things from every angle and call them up in real time in the moment. It's really cool. Like, the whole thing with the – they don't even need to do the whole thing with the get the camera on the sideline. and They know almost immediately. It's, it's, in fact, I'm going to ask him about that. Like, why do they do that? Because I've been privy to how they do it. Like, they can move a screen and focus and, and all that stuff, like, literally one second after the play. Yeah. I'm going to put that on there. I'm also going to ask, just for our listeners – our Houston listeners, I got your back. I'm going to ask him about Mike Renfro. What? Mike Renfro, the cat, the catch that wasn't. What? That's what started instant replay. What? Instant replay play happened. You're going to ask this guy who's yes. who's who's been doing this yes. recent about Mike Renfro. Yes. Oh my God. Hundred percent. Good lord. Hundred percent. That looks like the Euler quota lives on. No, no. <laughs> when people say what started the oh discussion, my God, what started the discussion? There's, I, I can't wait for that. What time is that? Uh, uh, next, isn't it? Appreciate uh, the warning. Uh, no, we had uh, confessions and then. Uh, twelve forty. Yeah, uh, but Mike Renfro. Yes. Oh my God. Get out of here with that. He's gonna Houston be like, wants. What? He's gonna be like what? Houston wants acknowledgement. Oh like the God. morning show says, acknowledge me. 
That, yeah, they acknowledge that it. Reigns. Oh, um, God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what about Mike Renfro? Hey, Dean? okay, just step aside then. Hey, Dean. <laughs> hey, Dean. Uh, did Bomb- Dom Beebe step out of bounds in the uh, no, no, comeback? No, uh, no. Between the Bills and Oilers? No. Do you think he, st- he uh, no. stepped out of bounds? No. The reason instant replay came into play was the Oilers game of 1979. Hey, Dean, um, do you think that Earl Campbell would have been flagged for lowering his head these days? I'm not convincing you, am I? No, it, it's the reason. It's the reason that we have instant replay was that particular play started it. Hey, Dean, should Billy White Shoes Johnson have gotten an unsportsmanlike flag? Okay, for you ask him that. I'll together? ask him the other one. Goodness gracious. Figgy, uh, Figgy, how intrigued are you by this Renfro question? Incredibly. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued by it a little bit. Oh, get out of here. This radio Figgy, row, you're man. Houston. That's why. Get, get you're Houston, This radio row. What the hell y'all going to ask him, man? Exactly. I think that's the perfect question, man. Thank okay. you. Perfect. Uh, Did you perfect, hear Figgy? Huh? Okay. Perfect. Yeah, talk about drama. 713-572-4610. Houston, I've got your back. Landry doesn't. All right. There you go. Uh, Renfro question coming up with Dean Blandino. <laughs> coming up. Coming up next, though, John. Your manhood was questioned yesterday. What? Yes. It, it, it was questioned in a strong, strong way from some out-of-towners. What? Big time. And I'm going to have you defend yourself. Okay. I also got some other confessions from yesterday next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loophole. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime confessions. It is time to confess. And, oh, by the way, John Lopez might be bowdy, bowdy, rowdy, rowdy. I'll get to that in a second. This is my first confession. So how many... Outlets are broadcasting here. I got a question before my confession. Hundreds. At least a hundred, right? Yeah. My confession is I had no idea that NBC Boston is more important than anyone else here. Because I was going to the bathroom. I thought you were gonna fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking figgy. <laughs> figgy. I, I honestly thought like, he was that, that, that I had no idea NBC Boston. It's the most important station here. Well, more the, important than anybody well, else. Lo, lo, and I will explain. There's a guy that was is sitting in the middle. By the way, he's he's making more he's making a bigger scene than there is, but he has his tripod in the middle of the walkway, right by the door. Where everyone walks. He's huge. He looks like he could be an NFL offensive lineman. He didn't scare me. And Lopez was <laughs> right, Lopez was right in his face. I was like, man, where is this going? So Literally everyone here walks that way. Everyone. So I'm walking that way to go to the bathroom, and he does this. He, he, he puts both hands out and stops me. And I was like, what's going on? Because they were broadcasting. Yeah, it's not even in his view. It's Yeah. And I, I turned to him and I said, everyone walks through here. You can't do it. I said, everyone walks through here. Just like that. <laughs> And then he kind of shook his head and went like, and then you kept talking to him as you were going back. (laughs) He goes, "What an a hole!" I'm like, "You're the a hole." I mean, like, lit. Like, I dare you, Laura, Laura Reynolds, go walk right by that big fat dude over there. Because he'll stop you. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to. And, <laughs> you, don't look, have, no, his, you don't have to. He has <laughs> his tripod in the middle of the walkway. He put a tripod in the middle of the walkway and puts his hands out like they're the only people broadcasting here and they're the only one that matters. Yeah, I thought you were going to fight. I really did. <laughs> I really did. You might have redeemed yourself from something that I heard yesterday Uh-oh. in the casino. Uh-oh. 
So I was uh, sitting in the front row of the uh, Planet Hollywood Sportsbook yesterday, and three fellas from Carolina were behind me. They had the the thick accents. They were, oh, yeah, they, they were Carolina, probably, Carolina. They were saying stuff that might get you canceled this day and age. But uh, they were talking about oh, how wow. one, of the, <laughs> one of their buddies. They said that one of their buddies was going to a Rolling Stones concert, and they were questioning his manhood, saying he was a oh, sissy God. for going to a Rolling Stones concert. Something along the lines of, that ain't my cup of tea. I, 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 I put my pants on one leg oh, at a time. God. That, yeah, that's, that's some sissy stuff right there. How many Rolling Stones concerts have you been to? I think five or six. Yeah, so yeah. these guys are basically questioning the OG John Lopez, his manhood. Yeah, I would question theirs. I think they might be, what are they, what's the term? Uh, re- repressing? Uh, they might be repressing something, uh, but that's just me, Figgy. Watch this. Is he still doing it? Um, I thought that was kind of a <sighs> NFL awards last night. I thought that was an award that kind of minimized the other awards. They gave out the Selly of the year. Yeah. What are we doing? You got offensive rookie of the year, player of the year, MVP, coach of the year, and the Selly of the year. Tommy DeVito won for his his celebration. Yeah. Why are you doing that? The Selly of the year? Viral, man. It's it's, it's it's like, so in other words, like you can do some crazy celebration and you're going to be at NFL Honors? Yeah. It's about Once, the net, bro. It's about the net, bro. That's dumb. That's dumb, dumb, dumb. Watch this. These are my confessions. McLean yesterday was talking about um, Andre getting in, mm-hmm. and he thanked the selection committee. What are we thanking the selection committee for? Doing their job? Like, is there, is there like, thank you so much for, for voting the right guy in. What, what, is the, what are we thanking the committee for? Yeah. Thank you all very much for what? The, the committee tends to to do things lax uh they they get it i mean you know they, they do their job they just need to change it they, they are so anal about oh no it's got to be these 53 members and blah 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 and, and all that no man most of them are older uh which is fine except you need to mix it up you know with some guys that have been like why is james palmer not on it you know or, and i just just the name to pop in the head but somebody like that you know uh but i guess whatever I love the way Hannah jumps in when Cal is talking. Figure, get that ready because it, it was it, this confession just happened because I, you know, we were listening to this audio um, because she needs to. Like, it's not like you know he's not capable. Do you ever think it's going to get out of hand though? Because I, I no. told her I'm a little worried. Like, do you ever think, <laughs> do you ever think it's going to get out of hand well, where she gets all the smoke? I think she doesn't mind it. She's got the personality. She's got the edge. I mean, she just, like, it's not like, like, like I said, Cal can handle his business. But I love the way she just, like, jumps in. Figgy, if you have it, let's listen to this. Well, we're having a lot of fun this evening. We don't know where the votes are going to go yet. So, I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be fun. And, and, uh, and it works out. Well, make the case. Right here. Right now. Make the, make the case for all your guys. You're definitely 
needs to be coach of the year. He and CJ did something that's never been done. Winning the record books. Winning the record books. Make the case, Cal. Let me tell you what. Making the case. He should win it. Hands down. It's not even a competition. That's awesome. That is awesome. Make the case, Cal. I'll tell you why to make the case. That's <laughs> so good. I got you, Cal. Yeah. Watch this. These are my confessions. I got to tell you, man, I think Nick Casario got robbed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my confession is, uh, as great as yesterday was for Texans, I, I, I look at it and I'm, I'm completely questioning the line of thinking to where you have two rookies of the year, a guy who's up for coach of the year, and Nick Casario doesn't win exec of the year. That should have been the most no-brainer award that there was if we're doing it based on just one year. Yeah. So I got to confess, I I just I think Nick Casario got screwed yesterday. Yeah. More than D'Amico. We were talking to D'Amico get robbed. D'Amico did not get robbed uh, because it was a, it was a, some recency bias at the end of the year. Stefanski did a great job. It was arguable, but I don't think he got robbed. Casario might have gotten robbed. Casario might have gotten robbed uh, because of, of everything that he did. Just the draft alone, and then how they you know how they performed. I mean, he was sitting in the audience with the coach, uh, sec- the guy that finished second in coach of the year, the offensive rookie of the year, and the defensive rookie of the year, and yet he didn't get executive of the year. I'm with you. Watch this. These are my confessions. I kind of had a. Uh, not sad, maybe a what if moment watching uh, the awards yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know who went in with Andre Johnson? Julius Peppers. Could have been Texan and Texan uh, into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and Julius Peppers, obviously a Carolina Panther, getting into the Hall of Fame. I, it just, you know, I never, even even if you go back and you read and all that of, uh, of the draft, I was very, very high on Julius Peppers. He was very, very much the, the highest rated player. Um, and it could have been Julius Peppers, Texan, Andre Johnson, Texan, into the Hall of Fame. That would have been wild. You wanted David Carr, though, right? No, I wanted Julius Peppers. You can go back and read. I could call it up. I got my old files. No, I wanted Julius You just Peppers. carry around your old files? I, I, have, a, I have the access to the well, – I shouldn't say that too loud. The Chronicle? Yeah, archives. Yep. I might have you have the Chronicle I might archives? still have the old archives uh, password. <laughs> they don't use it anymore. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Do you? So you were you were pounding the table for JP? No, I, I remember the column I wrote was it looks like it's going to be De- uh, Derek David Carr, but Julius Peppers is probably the the more the sure, better player. Sure fire, yeah, sure fire is what I said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Could have been Texan and Texan Hall of Famer. Uh, we're going to talk to Dean Blandino uh, in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, my confession is, I, I I think you need to strongly consider. Let's let's retract this Renfro question. Have you seen the text board? About. They're all about uh, it. I have not. All about it. Yeah. I think the I think your uh, your youth is showing. I think you got I think you got time to. No, no. This is you uh, got time to. This is going to be this back. This is the question to ask. This is the question to ask because. Uh, Instant replay really started because of the Mike Renfro catch. Let's ask a replay official. He was in, right? I mean, <laughs> he, he he was in, no doubt. Oh, I, you know who I think just walked by? Who? That kid that uh, Jimmy Ward went at it with. That uh, that w- like him and his. Oh yeah. Uh, is that Grant Cohn? I don't know. I don't know where you're looking. Yeah, at. the one who was questioning. Remember when they were yeah. questioning D'Amico Ryan's him and his dad? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's him. The the YouTube guy. That was one of the funniest, <laughs> funniest rants ever. I think that's him. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> he gets into it with the. Uh, 
with the players. Speaking of, uh, I'm, I, I really wish you would have uh, thrown down with that dude. <laughs> He just like pushed up the wrong button. Well, I I think he just singled you out. No, he was he had this his tripod out there to stop people, and then I'm walking by and he puts both hands up like stop you can't come this way. I'm like well everybody comes this way, like this is where everyone walks. That is the epitome of a dude that thinks their show is more important than every other show here. Hey, Boston's a big sports town. We, who we cares? Hey, who Boston's cares? Boston's a big sports town, man. Get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> They have. <laughs> they've been to a few. Get to a Super Just Bowl. Just ask them. They've been to a few. <laughs> no. Act like they won a few. Uh, oh, is that? Uh, Shador Sanders. Yeah, Shador yeah. Sanders yeah. is here. Yeah. Good for him. That. Yeah. He's feeling it. He'll be around for a while. Yeah. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Coming up, Dean Blandino. Let's talk rules. I, I got a lot of questions to ask, and this is going to be a fun interview. Next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, we're live from Radio Row. Dean Blandino going to join us uh, in a second. The uh, the Fox Rules guy, uh, for those of you that may not know. He's not uh, Gene Serator or Pereira, but I, I think he's probably the best at it. If I had to, I'm not just saying that because he's going to join us. I think he's the best at it. I, I also have a proposal for him that might get him. Uh, I think he might be a little more open to it. Yeah? Yeah, it might give him a little bit more shine, perhaps more criticism, more hate mail, but. Hey, mm-hmm. comes with the territory. Are you willing to share with the class? I'll, I'll, I'll I, I think it? you're holding it. I think that those guys should be the ones who make the call. Who uh, live on the air? I think like Blandino or Pereira oh, should be the ones. I think that you've make, said that before. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that should be part of the broadcast experience where oh, those guys that make ties the call. in with one question I have. The one thing I was going to ask him about it. I think the the conversation should be mic'd up. I think the, I think that would be television gold. Didn't the XFL try that? It would be television gold. And the NFL, you know, I think it's coming, to be honest. Uh, because, uh, like, can you imagine fans? Oh, he was in, he was out. And then you hear the referee and the guy in the booth talking about, well, blah, 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 blah. and you maybe see some of those angles and stuff. I think that would be well, TV gold. That would gold. open up a lot of scrutiny. That would be <laughs> That would be great. they're definitely not always right on that. No, but, that, but you at least know their explanation because then they go to the booth. To, to, to Blandino and, and Pereira and everybody and, and try to, you know, explain what they were thinking. How about micing them up, man? Let's go. That would be awesome. I think it would be really good. How, how do they get it wrong so much? <laughs> like replay. I, I'm not sure they get it wrong as much as they just can't get it right. You know, the old. What does that mean? I'll tell you. Like they'll say, you know, what absolute evidence. You know what I mean? We see it all the time. Like, like they might think what we think. You know what? I think that guy was in, but you can't see it on the video, you know, for sure. Uh, and, and so I, I think it's like they, they might know one way to do it, but, but they can't say it because they don't have the, av- uh, the video evidence of it. He's running like about three minutes late, so he'll be here in just a second. I don't yeah. understand why the call on the field matters so much. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, that, I, that's exactly I, what I'm talking I don't under- about. I don't understand why that matters. 
uh, if you're just going to get it right. Like what we're, the reason that we're having to go through this process is because the live call on the field mm-hmm. is not always correct. So yeah. why are we indisputable evidence? Yeah. So why are we making yeah. that a tiebreaker? Uh, no, no. I think that's a valid that that's a valid uh, point uh, because we, you, they probably think the same things we think. Oh, you know what? He was in, but where's the indisputable evidence? So that's why I'm saying like they they don't necessarily get it wrong all the time. They just can't get it right, you know, be officially uh, because of the evidence, the yeah, video. I'm, I'm just not I'm not big on that yeah. whole that whole like tie goes to the to the human error uh, element. I just don't I, I don't really get down with that. Landry Locker, John Lopez. Figgy Fig uh, with you live from uh, Las Vegas uh, at Radio Row, courtesy of Yingling Flight. Uh, he's he's going to be here in a sec. Yeah. Palm further review. You're late, buddy. <laughs> Lead with that. <laughs> Lead with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have video evidence. Yeah, he it's didn't right have there. His, his butt was not in the seat. <laughs> Break it down. You know, in spirit, he was here, uh, but uh, spirit doesn't count. Yeah, he, he doesn't count at all. Michael Irvin's just rolling really deep right now. He's man. looking good. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Working the room. Yeah. It's up class, I think. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes class. Every once in a while. <laughs> Will Anderson's out here uh, as well. Will Anderson doing his thing. Um, is, what has he got, Old Spice? Is that what Will's Yeah, that's, well, that's the hoodie he was wearing. Okay, so Will's pushing Old Spice. Yeah, he was wearing that hoodie. CJ was doing Pepsi and Cheetos. Will's got the uh, mm-hmm. the Old Spice. Are you an Old Spice guy? <laughs> no, my dad was. You use the green deodorant stick? No. No, 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 no. Do you use uh, Pert Plus shampoo? Uh, no, you strike no, me no, as a Pert no, Plus guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely You're not, not a Pert Plus guy? No, I'm not a Pert Plus guy. That green, yeah. uh, that, that green thing right there? Guy. Uh, we got uh, Dean Blandino joining us uh, live now here on uh, Sports Radio 610. Uh, Dean, Landry Locker, John Lopez. Uh, How are you? you good, for, good. Appreciate you for coming through. Uh, we were just talking about the, uh, the, the evolution of what you do. What is your setup like? Like, do you just have, like, every game in front of you? Because I'm, I'm turning on Red Zone. You're on, you're on one game. Then you're on the game I'm watching. What's the setup like? Yeah, it's a, it's a studio setup, and uh, we've got, I've got a wall of monitors in front of me with all of our games that are on Fox Sports. We've got, the other, we've got CBS games going on on these other set of monitors. Then I've got a, a station in front of me with all these different angles, and I can pull up different angles from different games. I've got an IFB in my ear. I can talk to my producer. He can talk to me. I can talk to the producer in Seattle, in the truck in Seattle, or in Philadelphia, or wherever. And it's just, it's hectic, but it's a lot of fun. And they say, hey, Dean, we're going to come to you in in Tampa. All right, so I turn, look at a camera, and they're like, Dean, what would you think? And you go from there. Well, that that, that ties in with one thing I wanted to ask about, because, like, a lot of times I'm sure they go, hey, Dean, the Lions game. And you're like, well, I wasn't watching that. You know, oh, yeah, and so, no doubt. But yet, you come on, and it feels like, boom, you got it right right away, which leads to my question. That the, the referee going to the sideline and, and, the, and, the, and the camera, I've, had, I've been privileged enough to have been in the replay booth. Yeah. You got, they can see it like that. That's, it looks almost as if that's for show. It is. It, it's like, no there's offense. so much I, I, I could not agree with you more there's so much built-in delay yes with the referee okay the coach's challenge I got to go talk to the coach I got to go talk to the covering official what did you see okay now I got I might need to punch out for TV 
Now I go over, put my headset on. Hey, John, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, we're yeah. going to look at the play. I mean, that now we've wasted a minute. Whereas if you just said, hey, guys, we got it. It's a catch. No, put man. the ball in the 32. I think that, you know, that's something we did in the XFL last year. Yeah. It's something we'll do in the United Football League. That efficiency, I think, not that you want to rush, but, but there's you get it. Like, so much delay. Like they have a joystick. They can turn the camera like in real time. Yeah, Focus I mean, look, in Zoom in the, real time. I'm like, yeah. this is taking three minutes when I know the guy up there already knows the answer. Exactly. And it's more just that, that administrative side, the conversation. There's there's different layers. And I think if you could just narrow it down, one person, tell the referee what it is, and let's go, I think that would make the whole process more efficient. What's the biggest rule change that you think uh, is needed? Like if you could change one rule. People argue about the touchback rule. I, I don't hate the the touchback goes to the defensive team. What, what do you think could be a potential rule change, and what rule would you change? I, I just I love that you don't want to change the touchback rule yeah. because you feel like you and I are in the minority. But, yeah. but the defense um, has to have some sort of. Ball, I, I, right? I agree. Look, you fumbled. You you you're at risk. You didn't recover it. it went. It's dead in the end zone. That's a touchback. That's that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think. I think sometimes we get. We make the officials, it's already a hard job. We make it yeah. harder when we change a bunch of rules. And now we, you know, and, and I get health and safety, and you always want to try to make the game as safe as possible. But the more rules we change, now the officials have to adjust, the players, the coaches, everybody has to adjust. I like the game where it is. You know, I do think the biggest thing for me is what we just talked about. Let's be more efficient in the replay process. Yes. Let's just let's clean that up a little mm-hmm. bit. Because the game is so great and it's so popular, and you, you know you always you can't you can't get complacent. But uh, I think you just got to just continue to see how can we improve in, in little areas. I know this has been tested elsewhere, but uh, if you're going to have that big delay, why not mic up the referees and the guys in the booth? And and the NFL would love that. I'm sure fans would absolutely love that. Would you be against that? No, no, I, I'd be in favor of it. I think. You always worry. You, you wouldn't want to keep it open all the time. You'd have to yeah, monitor yeah. it. You'd have to because you want, especially those conversations with the coaches on the sideline. The coach needs to feel, all right. I, I, I'm going to talk to this referee. I don't want to. Now it's going to go out over the no, air. No, not that. I, I'm talking about maybe the but discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I think that discussion. I think if you let the 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 you know whether it's Fox or CBS whoever have that and say okay. They'll record it and say, hey, we're going to play back. Here's what the officials were talking about. Right. Here's what went into that decision. I think that would change. We saw it in the XFL. We saw it. It changed the narrative around officiating. It, it, it was less, what the heck are they doing, to, yeah. okay, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I may not always agree, yeah. but I get it. I understand why they got to where they did. I've said that I would let y'all make the call. Like, in, in the real time when y'all are discussing it, y'all would make the call. I don't know if that would be good for your uh – your your mentions or anything He's like talking about that, like you personally yeah, like when you the, say the yeah, verdict yeah. I, I think oh I think yeah i would we should be watching and you have to make every call of every game i would love that you need a pay raise i, I need a pay raise but you're right my mentions are are bad enough on game day they would go through the roof you, what, but. What was your worst mentions the des caught it was that oh when? yeah that that definitely was was probably the most controversial play that i was a part of yeah mm-hmm. that stays i still we're not, we just celebrated the ninth anniversary in January. <laughs> How'd you celebrate? So, you know, my friends, my friends over in, in, in Dallas, my radio friends, make sure I always talk to them on uh, January 15th. And yeah. so we're going to have a big party for the 10-year anniversary next year. You're all invited. So, Okay, so I told the city of Houston, we're, uh, our listeners, that I was going to ask you about this because it's been 
dang near 50 years. But it is the reason I believe that there is instant replay today. 1979, and I know you know the history. Yeah. Uh, Oilers yeah. at Steelers, Mike Renfro. You wouldn't back even, of the end zone. Yeah, you wouldn't even need replay today with HD cameras. Oh, I know, and it's it's fascinating to think about. There was a world where that play could happen yeah. in 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 such a big situation. Imagine that happening to today and not being able to correct it. I mean, it's it's incredible, and I think that was you know, and it still took seven, six or seven more years for the NFL to implement the but first that was the go. Impetus. That was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then we had the second, then we had Vinny Testaverde against the Seahawks and fourth and goal and ruled a touchdown and, and the Jets win, the Seahawks are out of the playoffs and all these different things. And you think about where the technology is today and, and that, yeah, that Renfro play would have been, that would have been a five second, hey, touchdown, let's, let's go. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he asked it. I was like, John, no, we don't need no, to ask Houston, <laughs> Houston is still obsessed with it. And we have a whole oh, different yeah, franchise. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a whole different franchise. It's it, crazy. it definitely happens. So, do you still do you still enjoy football? Like, are, are you able to ever sit down and actually enjoy it? I do. I, I still enjoy it. You know, it's fun sometimes. Well, people will. I'll get home on a Sunday and and I'll forget the Sunday, especially now because I live. I grew up on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast now. So, still this idea of Sunday night football starting at five thirty is very you know mm-hmm. foreign to me. And it'll be in the third quarter. I'll forget the game is even on, and so they'll start texting me, "Hey, you, the game. What what happened to that play?" I was like, "I'm not even watching. You know, I'm just I'm need, off the clock. I need <laughs> a break. I just need I just need a little bit of a break. Yeah. And then, uh, but then I'm watching again. So it's all I, I love football. The, the the term indisputable evidence to me is it's so polarizing because we were talking about this before you stepped up as well. There have been replays not overturned or, or for whatever reason. Because the video just wasn't there. Even though you knew, I knew, Landry knew, he was probably in or he probably did fumble. But because you can't see it. So, I mean, how do you, how do you correct that? Is it just incorrectable? You know, it's we, – and we changed it. It was funny because that was the original language. It was indisputable visual evidence. Mm-hmm. And we got together and we said, well – What's indisputable? I mean, there's people still think the earth is flat. So it's like, yeah. let's change the word to clear and obvious. You, you know, it's not. Yeah, exactly. So, and so if any flat earthers out there, I'm sorry. Sorry to break it to you. But, um, but it's, you know, so you really, you want it to jump out. You want, and, and you remember Mike Holmgren, when we were in the competition, he's like, look, if 50 people in a bar can agree, yeah. then, and I was like, well, what bar, what city, how, have they, <laughs> how much have they been drinking? It's, yeah. But I think you want it to jump out because that's the only way you can be consistent. And if there's any doubt, then the call in the field stands. And I think yeah. sometimes people, like the three of us could be looking at the same play and Maybe, you know, we both think it's a catch. You think it's incomplete. Well, you know what? Then we got to go back to the ruling on the field. Even though your gut might tell you this is probably wrong. Yes. you got to stay. Because it's not prop. The the standard isn't probably, right? The standard has to be absolute. And there there have been those plays. There have been those plays for me where I go, man, I'm pretty sure he's down. I just can't prove it with the video. And i got to go with the ruling on the field. Dean Blandino, Fox Sports and uh, Westwood One. We appreciate you uh, for giving us some of your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very much. That's Dean Blandino. Coming up, let's go around the NFL. And the Texans were a big part of what went on in the NFL yesterday. We'll talk about it all next. 
Morning Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, we're going around the NFL live, live, live from Las Vegas here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Another guy wants to be on the Titans, man. Yesterday it was Brock Bowers, the top tight end. He said he wouldn't mind being on the Titans. Now one of the top free agent wide receivers has said the exact same thing. And quite frankly, this makes too much sense. This is T. Higgins talking about the possibility of playing with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it, it would be good, you know, um, going back home, back home to family, uh, and then being able to play for a, a coach that I've already been under, you know, uh, so it, it would be ideal. 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 Okay, well, who's going to say no to any team? I mean, you think no, it- I'm not dumping cold bu- a bucket of water on your on your point there. But, I mean, when you were asked about it, I know I would. If I was asked about a specific team and I was a free agent, like, sure, sure, man. Why not? You know, uh, just <laughs> don't shut any of those doors. Well, I mean, they got to be thinking, and I know it's not Mike Vrabel and company, but I, I think one of the most polarizing moments in recent draft history and, and definitely in recent Titans history was when they made the trade, uh, A.J. Brown trade on draft day. I think they probably would like to have that one back. Yeah, yeah. So this could be like the, the – for the stanky one, Amy Adams stank to to get it right. Yeah, and T. Higgins fancies himself as a number one wide receiver. I'm actually not sure he is. I don't think he is either. Uh, but uh, that, that's how, that's how he puts himself, and I, and I think that's how he's going to get paid. I don't too. think he is, but I think he's a damn good number two, and he's going to get paid like a one. Do you think Nico Collins is as good as T. Higgins? Do you think, or do you think he will be this time will next be, year? Maybe, yeah, next year. Do I you think, think he, he is. Not right now, I don't think. Yeah, just body work, you know. But uh, certainly makes the plays. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the the popularity of Nico Collins has definitely gone up. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know if he's – he's probably in that same tier, I would say. Yes. As, as, and, and, I mean, there's a lot to build. I, who knows? Maybe him and CJ uh, spend, the, spend the summer together and he comes back uh, even stronger. Going around the league. B. Scott was on the scene yesterday. Hannah McNair, man. She can't help herself. This is great. This is Hannah McNair with the hot takes about every single award <laughs> that – the Texans were up for. Well, we're having a lot of fun this evening. We don't know where the votes are going to go yet, so I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be fun. And, and, uh, and we're excited. Well, make the case right here, right now. Make the make the case for all your guys. He definitely needs to be coach of the year. He and CJ did something that's never been done. Waiting. The record books. And he beat all the coaches that are up on the same slate with him. He beat them late in the season. Yeah. He should have won it hands down. It's not even a competition. Of course. It feels like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. I'm really interested in the defensive player of the year. Yes. All right. I got one more. And Andre Johnson. Gosh, wouldn't that be wonderful? He was a monster player. They couldn't stop him. He was a number one receiver. Their number one corner covered him all the time. And he delivered every day. I mean, he was just awesome. And set an example on the practice field. In the community. And he showed on the field. And so he's totally deserving of going in here tonight. And a good right hook. That's being underplayed. Not by us. We've talked about it. But like she just said, Andre Johnson can kick some butt too. 
uh, and took a shot at the, the Titans uh, as, as as he was saying it, <laughs> as she was saying it. Yeah, I mean, she she sounded like uh, that Derek Carr when he was a kid making the case for uh, for Derek uh, for David. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for David to win the Heisman. <laughs> People just don't brother, know. Brother can really should win the Heisman. Yeah, that's, Hannah was in there. She said she basically told B. Scott, handle my lightweight. <laughs> she was offended that he asked the question. Yes. <laughs> by, the, by the way, B. Scott kind of moseyed on up to the, uh, to the closer to the stage yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He, he kind of got uh, past, uh, the, past the line. Let's put it that way. His, 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 his credential only was supposed to take him so far. He said, "Screw that! We got a bunch of people over here from Houston. We got a, so we got up in there." I saw him in the elevator yeah. uh, today. This was him with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud making the rounds once again. Uh, this was uh, B. Scott with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, special. Um, that's probably the biggest thing being with my teammates, my coach. You know, with my family here. You know, um, a lot of special things happen this year with a lot of my teammates. Uh, you know, I'm not just up here for myself. You know, a lot of people put a lot of work in to help me out. So uh, it's an honor to, to be up for this award. We talked a lot about this before, you know, our media availabilities, but your personal growth. I mean, it's funny you, you talk in other interviews about having not changed, but also there's a there's got to be a progression and a growth from where you were at the draft time to where you are now. How would you how would you describe that as a man? Um, you know, it's a lot of different things. A lot of things personally, um, as a football player, as a man, you know, a lot of things that uh, I've learned throughout the years. So it's been a just to be able to, you know, just breathe, breathe life. You know, I think something for me, I've been trying to be more grateful. Just all uh, weak labor as little, as little things, but, you know, just walking, being able to talk, being able to breathe, you know, just being able to, to live life. Rookie of the year um, has mentioned he wants to be the best ever. MVP, maybe, at some point, would have to be part of the equation. It's a good time to be a Texans fan, man. Yeah, Dalton Schultz said that yesterday. It sounds like Dalton Schultz, based on his conversation with uh, Clinton Ron yesterday, uh, it, it seems like Dalton Schultz wants to be a Texan. And it seems like he almost thinks he's going to be a Texan as well. It's a, it's a weird thing how it's going to play out with Dalton Schultz. I, I just have a feeling that someone in need of a tight end, because there's not a big market on the free agency market, for tight ends is going to offer him that extra year maybe that bigger bonus but if he had his druthers i think he absolutely would be you could tell from from day one he was talking about how bobby slowick was was better was the best that he'd experienced you know from from um you know any offensive coordinator with whom he worked so i, yeah, I also I wonder how much of a say cj's gonna have because cj speaks pretty highly of him and i mean if CJ says I want Schultz back, I got to think that's at least taken into consideration. I think to, CJ right? can make any tight end better, but that has to be taken into consideration. I right? mean, CJ, CJ has that strength now when he wants to use it, right? I don't know. I think I so. don't know that he wants it as much when as he a lot wants of guys it. Like do. if there's something he feels strongly about, like let's say Dalton Schultz, he feels really strongly that guy is going to be really integral to to how we play next year. I, I think if he says it. I think he'll get it. Where's the line in the sand on that, though? Like, no, you just can't do willy nilly. Like Aaron Rodgers bringing in, yes, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. That's the line. <laughs> That's the line. And Nathaniel right? Hackett, yes, and an offensive coordinator uh, as well. Yeah, that's the line. You know, I mean, I don't think they're going to take it as gospel, but I think they're going to take it into account big time. Sean Pendergast said yesterday was the best day in Texans history. It, I'm not going to bash him too much. It's not because 
I, I, best day in Texans history has something to do with a win or a loss or a big moment uh, that, that changes kind of what this team is. So I go back to the biggest moments being things like, uh, I mean, there was one this year, the Browns playoff win. That's one of the biggest moments in Texans history, uh, beating the Titans, sweeping them when, you know, uh, this year to get where you belong. The Colts game, those are all somewhere on the list because we're, we're living the best times right now. Maybe the Cowboys game is still on the list. In fact, it probably is. And certainly getting the franchise, uh, the draft, uh, maybe. But when, you, when, when they talk about greatest moments in the history of the organization, I think it's absolutely on the list last night because the organization feels that they're no longer you know, little brother uh, to the rest of the teams in the NFL. We have a Hall of Famer, too, you know, and we, and we got the Rookie of the Year this year on both sides of the ball. So I think that stuff does matter. Landry Larker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Figgy. What, what's the best day in the history of uh, In the Loop? The best day in the history of In the Loop. When were you out last? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was the best. Thanksgiving. <laughs> what was the best day in the history? Figgy, the best day in the loop history. Yeah. Honestly, what's the, on the list? Honestly, me personally, maybe this is a little cheesy, but that uh, our thousand episode, man. Oh, that was cool. I thought that was. We, we were out I thought that was really people, good. Man. Yeah. We're pushing fifteen hundred, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing fifteen hundred. Well, there's been a lot. They're all good, man. They're all good. Some better than others, but well, they're all good. But they're all good. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, let the listeners tell us the best day in in the loop history. Was it uh, water polo guy? Yeah, but those are like small. That was like bits. a moment. Yeah, those are those small <laughs> little bits. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. I think there's a lot. There's a lot on the uh, on the list. Man, I feel like there's some people on Radio Row that are having to walk too much, man. How about those heels that a lot of these women are wearing, man? That's a lot of walking. Yeah, and you're going, going up and down. I would almost have to carry some shoes with me if I were them. There's one guy, and, and this isn't uh, fat shaming or anything, but you just saw him walk by. I saw him when I was trying to get some water. Like, he, he's, 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 he's overweight. He's not fat. Well, no, no, no. He's significantly overweight. Yeah. But he also has, like, a leg thing. Yeah, and he's limping. I'm like, man, this is not the place to be for that. No, there's a lot of this walking. This is not the place. No offense. I'm sorry. You know uh, that, that. I hope you uh, you get healthier. But but man, this is not the place what the to hell be. Is that? It's not. <laughs> kind of back. What what is your problem today? I hope he gets healthier. What's I mean, wrong you're with trying that? to fight guys, and now you're saying stuff like this. I didn't try to fight him, but if he if he'd come up on me, I would have. He was about 120, 130 pounds more than you. That's all right. He's coming right now. Take him on the knees. He's coming oh, right now. that's him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants him. all the smoke. Yeah. Hey, everybody, Boston's more important. NBC Boston's more important <laughs> than all of the rest of us. Sorry. Just so you all know, for those who weren't listening, there is one pathway, I guess, uh, that goes, that, that dissects uh, Radio Row. Literally everyone walks on it. Like, there's 100-plus stations here probably. Everyone walks on it. He put a tripod out in the middle of it, and then when you were walking by, like, put his hands up like, stop. He and just did it to you. I think he thought you were an easy target. No, he didn't just do it to me. Uh, it was just you. <laughs> well, that you saw. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, everybody walks here. And then he said something, so I turned around and said something else. But <laughs> you want to throw? I'll throw, man. <laughs> 
What if Lopez got in a fight under the <laughs> How hilarious would that be? Look, there's that guy right there. Like that guy right there, that he should not be he should not be doing this. I, I mean congratulations, good luck. But that's a that's a tough day. It's a tough walk, man. Yeah, that's a tough walk. I wonder where uh where he's staying, man. You gotta I mean you gotta walk quite a way. Even the Uber walk looks Yeah. I mean, like honestly, if I to, if we told him right now we said, Sir, <laughs> what are we doing right now? But we said, sir, um, meet us at the uh, at the Uber checkout. What 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 How would you put would the odds take? at? What would you put the odds at? Over under, <laughs> easily fifteen minutes. Maybe. And would you take the over or the under? Over. Because I was thinking maybe twenty. So at least take them at least fifteen minutes. What takes us what three? Yeah, take the over. Yeah, take Man, the over for tough. sure. Hundred percent. Stuff. Landry Locker, John Lopez. Figgy Fig uh, with you, Shador Sanders. Um, I wonder what we'll be saying about him next year. He's uh, he's out here. He's he's feeling it. He's he's making the rounds. Uh, do you think he's uh, QB one next year? Mm, I don't know, but I will say this: he's he and his family, his handlers, or whatever, are very smart. It's a good move to be here. Like it is a very good move for a, a rising uh, draft candidate. To, to be at Radio Row. Well, that's where we first talked to Deshaun. And Mahomes. And Mahomes, yeah. Yeah. I remember talking to Mahomes when yeah, he, was he was on with y'all. Still at Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a a really smart decision. Making the rounds, getting your name out there, people understanding who His you name's are. His name's out there, though. But He's got understand who you are, personality, that kind of thing. Do you think he's commercial good? Shador? Yeah, you oh, think absolutely. he's Caleb Williams? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, th- you think he's in that category? No, I think he's better. Then Caleb Williams? Yeah, I think he's got the personality, obviously. I think he's, he's, he's got, got the it factor. Uh, well, his dad has certainly, you know, coached him in every way, you know. So I, I think he absolutely would be great at that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, that, that's a lot of expectations there. Now, I know they're kind of dipping into the transfer portal. That just seems like a heck of a lot of expectations. Yeah. To say the very least. Going around the NFL here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Lopez has betting props for the Super Bowl. Bet at your own risk, but John Lopez will be, after the show, putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, I haven't left the, the craps tables all week, but I am this afternoon uh, after the show. I have, uh, I, I have five, the five smartest prop bets you should make. The five smartest. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little background. I just couldn't bet on the Chiefs, couldn't pull the trigger, because I'm going to be pulling, on the, pulling for the 49ers so badly in this one. I don't know why, I just am. So... Here are the five prop bets, and I know you're going to have opinions on these. The first prop bet is this, and it, it's take the Niners to win the first half, take the Chiefs to win the second half. That is a prop bet. It's plus 525. That's a great, that's great return. That's great value because the Chiefs are a comeback team. Uh, I mean, you heard Chris Myers going through all the stats yesterday. That This is exactly what happened last time these teams faced off. I think the Niners will win the first half. They, they consider themselves underdogs. I think they're going to come out firing. Um, so Niners to win the first half, Chiefs to win the second. That doesn't mean Chiefs are going to win the game, but win the second half. Second prop bet, and I think you're going to like this one too. Christian McCaffrey is plus 360 to score the first touchdown. Yeah, that's a good bet. Dude. Like, they are. I mean, McCaffrey scores touchdowns every game practically. What do you have, 17 games in a row, something like that? And they're a running team, you know, at, at, at their core, and they're probably going to, you know, be the team that starts out the game quicker than than the Chiefs. 
McCaffrey to score the first touchdown, plus 360. That's my second prop bet. The third one, and I don't know. I, I just think it's smart. It's also plus 360. The first score is a field goal. I could see where you're nervous. It's the Super Bowl. Two good defenses. Plus 360, first score is a, is a field goal. Okay. Either team. Yeah, that's a good bet, too. I, I think that's a good bet, too. I like too. where your head's at. I got three good ones. See if you like my, my next two. Um, this is one I was kind of hedging on, but I think it's going to happen. The total number of players to throw a pass over two and a half. Okay. Plus 160. It's okay. Andy Reid, man. And one little, you know, twisted wrist or something, and there's going to be a backup in for a couple of plays. So over two and a half players to throw a touchdown. Now, it doesn't have to be completed. I mean, to throw a pass. All Over two and a half number of players to throw a, a, a pass. I think Andy Reid may even have something up his sleeve, so I like that one. And this one, I think, is an absolute lock. It's it's the only one that's not plus money. It's minus 105, so you're basically yeah. just betting. 105 to win a bill. Yeah, so you're basically just betting 100 bucks. But I think this is an absolute lock. Purdy completion, Brock Purdy completions under 22 and a half. Okay. They're we'll not going to. He's not going to complete that many passes. We'll see. I don't know. You seem pretty confident about it. I like these five. I'm going to go do them today. I'm going to do them after the show right here at the Mandalay Bay uh, for sure. All right, there you go. It's around the NFL slime off. It's uh, it's gonna be the end of the show, uh, and okay. it's me versus you, sir. <laughs> it's me versus you. It's gonna be a tough one. Oh yeah. I might just have to let Figgy decide this one <laughs> on his own. But coming up next, Food Network. Brian Voltaggio mm-hmm. is going to. Uh, I said that right, right? Yes, sir. Voltaggio. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want to mispronounce names. Hey, Brian B., how you doing? Yeah. Um, he's going to join the show. Here. He's going to join the show. Uh, he's been on the uh, Tournament of Champions, all that stuff. We'll talk to him next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, we got Brian Voltaggio joining us here. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, it's great to be here in Vegas and be a part of uh, this whole Super Bowl experience for the first time. So. And you got a, you got a restaurant here as well. We do. So we're at Mandalay Bay. So we're right here. We have a restaurant called Retro. We we just opened this uh, year, and we're going to be here as a residency uh, throughout 24. Um, so this restaurant, both my brother Michael and I, uh, Michael Voltaggio, we have. Yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you have. So we have a concept that's like a throwback to the 80s and 90s. You know, dishes that we grew up with, dishes we cooked as young cooks and mm-hmm. chefs as we're, you know, becoming culinarians. And, um, you know, think about mom's pot roast, think about chicken pot pie put into like a flaky pastry pocket that yeah. was reminiscent of a Pop Tart or a Tissel Strudel with truffle coolie all oh, over baby. it. Oh, baby. Truffles. Like, see, let's I know. I haven't let's had get lunch this, yet. Yeah, let's get this show started, right? <laughs> um, uh, we have this other dish. It's called Voltaggio's big giant meatball we put in the center of the table. And if you think, you know, real closely, there's a canned favorite I think we all remember growing up with. It might have O's in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we make this really great, rich Arabiata sauce, a little bit of Calabrian chili as spice, lots of, uh, of brown butter, you know, like, uh, folded into it. So that way it becomes that, that orange, you know, sort of okay. luscious color. Yeah. You see. And we pour the O's out of the can at the table. Oh. Okay. Right, I got that's you now. Yeah. Up, that's a souped-up version, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's what the concept is sort of based on. It's just, um, you know, these, these childhood dishes that we grew up with. I, uh, I, I, I love to cook and all that stuff, but I always tell Landry, life's too short to have a bad meal. Right. 
But that doesn't mean you're going to a five-star restaurant all the time. So I'm really curious, like, when you just kind of uh, go, go slumming it uh, and maybe at a, at a quicker, okay. uh, at, at like a fast food or maybe a chain. I mean, okay, do you I have like a, that do, question. Do you, do you have a couple okay. where you like, like, you could still have great meals. Do you like fried chicken sandwiches every once in a while through a drive-thru? Is that where you're yeah, getting? Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, it happens. So, so what would you yeah. put? What, what, I mean, where are I'm we guessing, stopping? I'm guessing you I do can't, that. Well, Yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, long road trips. I got kids, you know what I mean? Like, you know. You don't, I, have, a, you don't have a list? Of, of, of ones that you uh, are go-to? You know, I'm a big pizza guy, you know, for sure, because um, I like a late-night pizza every once in a oh, while. Yeah. That's like a good comfort food. Um, no, I have to say that, you know, I've, I've been through a Chick-fil-A like a good chicken sandwich, right? Yeah. You know, it's not bad. Uh-huh. Um, five guys for a burger on the fly is pretty good, too. Okay. Keep in mind there who's saying this now. So I watch these cooking shows, and, and I find myself, and, and me and my wife, we just watch them. We always get mad at the judges. What, what is it like when, when, you, when you're getting, like, judged on cooking? Is it, is it hard to keep a straight face sometimes? It, it is. Fortunately for me, I've been on both sides of the fence. Yeah. So yeah. I know what it's like yeah. now, right? So when I was on the first side, you know what I mean, to go way back, early days of, you know, Top Chef, for example, it's nerve-wracking, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you've poured so much effort into these dishes, and they're just mm-hmm. picking it apart. And for the most part, you have to defend yourself and your yeah. choices, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you're, you're under a microscope for, like, the last grain of salt you put on a dish. So um, it's tough, you know. Yeah. I have, sure. a, I have a very important question that, that, that has to do with our show here in Houston. Mm-hmm. How would you describe someone who puts ranch dressing on steak? Uh, a friend of mine. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wait a minute. Steak? Oh, hold on. I was thinking ranch, pizza. Ranch dressing <laughs> on steak. Ranch on steak. Ah, man. <laughs> All right. Is that you, Larry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so, some, like, it's not, I like, it's not a concerted effort, but, like, sometimes they bring out the salad with the ranch, and it just kind of okay. dip it in there. So, I just kind of <laughs> developed know, it a little bit. This is what I'm going to give you. Okay? So, let's break ranch dressing down. you're medium down. rare, right? Let's, yeah, medium rare. Medium, yeah, yes. So, so, let's break ranch dressing down. High acid, right? Buttermilk, yeah. right? It's got um, onion powder, definitely a lot of umami, because like, there's MSG thrown in there. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like traditional, right? So I could see it accenting a piece of meat pretty well. Traditionalists <laughs> and down in your part of the world right now are probably like, oh, they're, they're probably, No, they're, they're mad People now, go nuts. Right? People go nuts. Yeah, they're mad over it. And he right? doesn't do it a lot, but he's mentioned but, it several times. But if yeah. I break the sauce down and, and give you, like, why those little flavors and profiles would work, yeah. I, I'm not going to get mad at you for it. Yeah. That's He's not defending you either. Yeah. No, no, I'm walking a fine line here. <laughs> so are you going to what, what, what are you doing? Are you just making the rounds? Uh, are you going to go to the game? Are you a football fan? I'm a, I'm a football fan. Who's your squad? Actually, so, well, I, I, was at the, I was at the Chiefs-Ravens game, you know, so I was looking for a different outcome. Uh, but but okay. I'm here. But I'm here. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to the game yet. I'll be cooking in a restaurant over throughout the weekend, and so that's why I'm here. Okay. Um, but if I try, I'll try to get over there. If we don't, then uh, I'll watch it uh, from the couch like I, everybody I, I'm else. I'm guessing, knowing your background, that Italian food is very big in your family. Uh, yeah, it didn't grow up. We didn't start that way. Oh, really? Uh, no, no. So we started with mom food on the center of the table. We became uh, you know, students of, of cooking when we were young age, though. We started working at a, at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we went to culinary school. Michael went to uh, an apprenticeship program. And then we, we grew up in kitchens and worked for some pretty uh, incredible chefs along the way. Brian, we appreciate you very much. Enjoy watching you. Enjoy uh Everything you got going, I'm have to check out that restaurant. I'm, I might actually. Go oh, I'm gonna be here. I'm, yeah. I'm going. Oh, You're yeah. going. All right, we'll yeah. see you retro then tonight. <laughs> we'll yeah. Be there. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the rest yeah. of your weekend. All right, thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you very much. That's the great uh, Brian V here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig, Slime Off coming up in uh, 20 minutes uh, right here. Uh, I think Will Anderson's gonna stop by 
uh, as well. Very popular guy, that Will Anderson. Um, he is uh, making the rounds. Uh, shout out to uh, Brian B. Will Anderson live right now. Defensive Rookie of the Year for your Houston Texans. Always fun to talk to. Here he goes. There uh -oh, he is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's got wings. Okay. Oh, man. Speaking of. Don't bring that around here. Don't leave that un unguarded. Got the peanut butter don't, as well. Don't, don't leave those wings unguarded, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Will? Good seeing Good you see again, you, man. man. <laughs> so uh, last, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he remembers. Look at that. He's going. He, he goes national, and he remember. He remembers the local guys. You, you, you know where you came from. Yeah. We got, we got uh, Will Anderson. Yeah, you were you were our first interview at training camp, and now you're a rookie of the year. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. What a night. What a night, man. Oh, there you go. There you go. There now your go, mic's man. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It was just good to see you all again. Thank you all for having me again. But it was just an unbelievable night, man, just to be around my loved ones, you know, Coach Ryan's, um, Nick, ownership, and then just getting to spend that moment with CJ, man. It's just mm -hmm. like a four, three, sixty all over again from draft to here, man, and it's just wonderful. You, you, you guys have to recognize, because we've been talking about it today during the show. We mm -hmm. talked about last night on y'all's awards. D'Amico, uh, uh, you know, I think I finished second as coach of the year. We're like, this is almost like validation for me, and I've been covering this team since the day one of yep. 2002. Like, it's really happening. Yep. Y'all feel that too, yep. right? Like, it's happening. Like, this is just the beginning. Yep. And where do you go from here? Just keep going. Just keep building. Um, I think the biggest thing that the message was all season is just like, the time is now. Like, we got everything that we need. We got the pieces that we need. Let's keep building on it, and let's get guys in the locker room that want to be a part of this organization, that play hard, that have that type of mentality, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, that come to work every day, prepare the right way, and then go out there and have that swarm mentality, man. And that's the next step to just keep going, keep going, keep going, is just getting the right group of guys in the locker room. What, what's the next step for, for you? What do you want to work on specifically? Because, look, we have the conversations. It seems like sack, people are obsessed with stat, uh, sacks, and then you hear the advanced stats and all yeah. that. What's, what's next for you? Yeah, it's really just keep building my game and, and building my craft, and it's just that 1% better, you know, and I was talking to Quentin Williams, and he just sent me a good message. He was just saying, like – He's a positive dude, man. Yeah, he, he's been, like, a great role model for me. Like, we'd even play together off subject. I'm sorry, but, like, yeah, we no, just – good. We've, we'd even play together at Alabama, but he stepped into my life, and he's been, like, a big help, a big brother to me. But he sent me a message this morning just saying, like, Aaron Donald had told him something like, it's, it's going to be hard to find that 1% because you're great, you're talented, and you're smart. So find that 1% you can get better at. My whole offseason is just dedicated to pass rush and just keep building my craft and keep building my arsenal, man. Regardless, I know I can pass rush. I made it to the league. Like, I know what I can do, but how can I get that 1% better? How you hurt know? were you at the end of the year? You seem, you seem pretty bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, look, I'm not trying to give you an excuse, but, I mean, I saw you walking around the locker room. I saw you on the field. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, like – you, you played 12 snaps and had two sacks against Tennessee. How yeah. injured were you? Yeah, you, you could tell you were hurt. Yeah, I had um, a high ankle sprain against the Jets. Yeah. And me, like, I have to be on the field. So yeah. I was trying to do anything possible to get back on the field to play with my brothers and to help my team win. And I just – it was just like one of those things to just go out there and just show that you're a warrior. You know what I'm saying? Like, they took – the Texans took good care of me. Like, it was like it's no pressure. Like, yeah. you don't have to go out there. But for my mindset and me, I'm like, I'm good. God got me, like – He's going to watch over He's going to make sure I'm straight. I was battling through some stuff, but, uh, you know, I love this team to death, man, and I would do anything for these guys. You know, you mentioned that 1%. That's exactly the question I was going to ask you. Over the course of the year, yep. 
Now, maybe you've had these moves in your pocket all year long, yeah. but maybe you just got more comfortable. Like, toward yeah. the, it might have been the Tennessee Titan game. Yeah. You did that spin move yeah, yeah. and got to him, and I'm like, okay. Back-to-back back, back, back sacks there. I, 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 literally, I, I said on this show, it's okay. We haven't seen that before. <laughs> so are you already developing? Was that something that you were, you know, were working on? So my biggest thing was confidence. Yeah. And, like, I do the I do moving like that in practice all the time. And it's crazy because my D-line coach, Rod, he gets some of you all the do time. Do it in the game. Literally. <laughs> no, literally. He was like, bro, it's, you do it in practice all the time. Why do you get to the game and switch it up? And I was like, bro, like, my nerves start setting in. and then Seriously? like. I just, like, forget when I get to the game sometimes. Cause <laughs> but I mean, that one play, you know which play I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly I went, which play. All right, all but right, let's go. <laughs> it's, it's just been a confidence thing. Like, yeah. I can I can do it. Like, I do it all the time. And, like, yeah. I, and I think the most exciting is I show spurts throughout the season of me doing it. Yeah. And that's why I'm really excited to just keep building my confidence this offseason. Like, bro, like, you made it here. Like, you're good. Like, you can do this, bro. Like, yeah. you're not. You're here for a reason. Like, just yeah. go do it. Yeah. Did you know you were going to win the award yesterday? Did you have an idea? Um, I've been doing this thing where, like, I don't let my anxiety and, like, all that stuff get to me. And, like, I've been, like, on this spiritual journey where I just give it to God. So, like, yesterday, the whole time, I was a little nervous, but I was like, bro, like. What are you going to do? Whatever uh, happens, yeah, happens. Yeah, like, yeah. award doesn't define who I am. Like, I'm a winner regardless. I'm a great person regardless. I'm good regardless. Like, everything's going to be fine. So Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, I think it's interesting because you're, you're like, season, it's, it's weird because I was saying, like, the crazy thing about it is you have a good season from start to finish, but it's like I think those two sacks kind of put you over the edge. It's like <laughs> it's like he played 12 snaps, had two sacks, and then that's what puts him over the edge. But do we obsess too much over sacks sometimes? As an edge rusher and as a guy that, you know, knows football and people that know football it's it's as the defensive end i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you it's sacks like we crave sacks yeah but when you look at the bigger picture it's bigger than just sacks okay it's about how much you're really affecting the game whether you're making the player or not like how much disruption are you are you causing you know what i'm saying i feel like as a defensive end it shows a lot like if you're a guy that's causing disruption wrecking havoc constantly in the backfield constantly getting pressure on the quarterback everything like constantly always around the ball i feel like you're a top defensive end in this league mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like sometimes you look at sat, some sacks you be like bro i can go out <laughs> yeah. there yeah, yeah. It's you, wide open. you feel like you're like i can yeah. go out there hey, and get yeah, that i did nah, <laughs> nah he, he, choked, he choked in the high school district yeah, champion yeah he choked he choked it was a good run yeah he didn't it, come up he didn't make big plays nick saban on television it's gonna be great you think yeah i think he I feel like this is finally a chance for him to show the personality that we got to see yeah. a little bit of at Alabama. Like, I think this is a great opportunity for the world to actually see Nick Saban. Like, no football, relax, yeah. don't got to worry about a game. Don't Can he relax? Worry about... Can he relax? You think he's going to handle retirement okay? I ain't going to lie. I just seen a video of him at the beach getting swept <laughs> by some waves. So I think that he's handling it pretty you well. You think Miss Terry's going to get tired of him now? She's no. going to have to spend more time with him. She's <laughs> <laughs> I think she got him out of there, man. Just, you need to come home. <laughs> is he's, but he's, got, he's got charisma. Yeah, he, he does. Just don't, he doesn't show it all the time. And that's what I'm saying. I think this is a great opportunity for him to show it. Like, I'm yeah. excited for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Is, is Miss Terry as is, is, uh, legendary as they hype her up? She runs the Alabama football program. <laughs> <laughs> she, I tell you, like, she's the boss lady in charge. I'm telling you, like, I remember he used to be coming up to me telling me, like, Miss Terry told me to tell y'all this, oh, man. No. I'm like, oh, uh-oh, Miss Terry not playing no games with us, man. So, yeah. But she's phenomenal. Like, when I tell you, she's very hands-on with all of Like, when we was there, like, great relationships, everything, cared about us, coming to the house, eat, have a good time. It was phenomenal. 
you got to uh, I, I, the, I felt sorry for you the most uh, when you've sacked Bryce Young because I was talking about man because you, you told us man yeah. I'm not going easy on Bryce I don't ever get to touch him <laughs> and then they took it back man yeah I was that, little, was, that was probably to be the worst flag you ever got thrown on you bro I was like, it wasn't on you but yeah I was like bro what's happening and my coach <laughs> was like and hey, we doing something wrong we just looked up he's like bro why is this happening to me and I really wanted to sack Bryce so bad man but you know he's gonna tell you you never sack me all the time yeah. you're never gonna hear it he's never gonna let it die yeah. but Many more to come. You still think he's going to be all right? Because we were Bryce guys coming up to the draft. We won't yeah. lie. You think he's going to be all right in the NFL? Yeah, he's going to be fine. Like, bro, like, I played with Bryce. Yeah. I seen Bryce from our freshman year to, 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 like, you know, leaving. And his freshman year was kind of the same. Like, didn't oh, yeah. start, you know what I'm saying? Didn't have the best start. And you see what happened there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited for him, man. Like, he's the type of guy, bro, like, you would love playing for it, bro. Like he, he's serious about business. He loves the game of ball. He's smart. He 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 could get a locker room together. So I'm excited about what they can do there. How about one year in, or almost a year in, in the city of Houston? The city loves you. What are you thinking right now? How comfortable are you in Houston now? I'm very comfortable, man. And places I gotta, to eat, places to do, things to do, that type thing. Yeah, I just gotta give a shout out to the fans. Thank y'all so much, man. We appreciate all the love and support this year. But I love the city of Houston, man. Like food. I ain't going to lie. When I, first, <laughs> when I first got there, I was like, wow, this is not going to be good. This is the heaviest I ever weighed when I first I was like, I was like 260 when I first got there because I was eating out all the time on yeah. TikTok trying to find different restaurants, <laughs> eating smash burgers, turkey leg hut. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. you know it, man. Yeah. You're in. But yeah. I love Houston, man. It's phenomenal. Do you like number 51? Did it grow on you? Yeah, it, it was the same. I just feel like it was the same like in college, like with 31. Like I'm going to ask you all a question. Which one is worse, 31 or 51? I think, I, I I think wanted, 51. Yeah, I think 51. <laughs> I wanted, like I you said, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was, looking at, <laughs> I, was, I was like, Will needs to get like a single, like a single digit like – number or something like I that. I wanted to, but then they would put me in the classification with linebackers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I was like, man, yeah, I don't know. 50, I guess it's growing. I mean, I don't it's know. It's growing on me, but you asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 30, 31 at Bama, too. You just had, like, that just that was just a monstrous number. Let's take it. Will, we appreciate you, man. You're very easy to root for, and we look forward to seeing you uh, as thing goes from training camp to now, man. One year in, so far, so good. The best go to is interview. Yet to come. He's going to be the go to interview. Yeah, in that that's line. what he said. He said that before you. I came said before you came up. I said he's going to. His personality is going to blossom more because <laughs> your personality you. is already big. Yeah, but it's going to blossom. Like you're going to be. You, you know, you're going to get that award from CJ next mm-hmm. year. Good guy. Remember oh, that media guy good guy? Award? <laughs> <laughs> the good guy award. Good yeah. guy. They was handing out all these awards around. It was cool. Yeah. Right. I appreciate you, Will. Thank no, you thank very y'all. much. Appreciate right. you. There you go. It's great. Will Anderson here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Coming up, it is time for the slime on Sports Radio 610. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you from Las Vegas. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, it is time for the slime. It's time for the weekly slime. Slime season. The biggest displays of weekly slimery. Man, you going to hell on scholarship. As decided by your favorite H-Town hosts and the loopholes. Man, look at this slime ball. This is the Friday Slime Off on Sports Radio 610. All right, we got two contestants. Both of them happen to be sitting right here. Myself and John Lopez. Now, honorable mention... Uh, John uh, Lopez uh, mistaking someone who looked nothing like Jay Williams for Jay Williams. 
honorable mention number two, John Lopez almost getting in a fight uh, at on Radio Row. And contestant number one, this was John Lopez. This is how he started his week. His first sentence, I think, of the uh, week on Radio Row was a cuss word. <laughs> I'm just now remembering that. I, I completely forgot. I almost got my ass kicked because <laughs> I was talking to Lopez. Because I was hot. Oh and, and it started out, everybody was giddy. Yeah. And then when I started hitting numbers, it kind of got quiet because they're like, oh, Shoot, oh, this guy's this guy. Dump, 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 Ben. Oh, shoot. There. This guy is, is hot. In the moment, I thought uh, I hadn't really said the whole wor- word, and then I heard uh, that I, in fact, did say the whole word. You definitely <laughs> did. You 100% did. Yeah. No doubts. <laughs> Contestant number two, it's your boy. Whether whether the Ubers got canceled or not, your boy was a uh, little late. That was awesome. A little late on uh because Thursday. what made it what it made it uh, awesome was I, I totally you know understood your story believed your story all that stuff one Uber canceled it was a little wet and they were they trying canceled to get then they transfer you to another then one then you had to asking. move somewhere else and all that but it's just like I wonder if my rating went down uh, you might I wonder if it did uh, that's no joke by the way but then all of a sudden. Uh, you come in storming through, and by the way, I, I think Figgy made that video of you uh, with Vince, uh, McMahon. Vince McMahon. Yeah, I don't think being compared to Vince McMahon's a very good thing. Well, it's not days. a good time. It's, kinda, it's not. It's, you know, it's not the best I, I just, time. Yeah, kind of uh, feel like. Uh, but when you know, some people now, when whenever they 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 think Vince McMahon, that, they're gonna they're gonna think Landry Locker. Is that Kenny Chesney right there? Uh, they're gonna think. Is that Kenny Chesney, Clint? Uh, huh? Yeah. You don't like him, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's a legend right there. Go ahead and get on, Clint. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm. I'm. I, I have a legend rule. I, I'm. I'm gonna have to get pick with Kenny Chesney. I'm not sacrificing my integrity there. Why not? What's wrong with that? Freaking legend, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe the wire got disconnected or something somewhere down below. Uh, but uh, with, with 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 someone like that, you're gonna have to ask someone other than me. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to ask someone other than me on some of those. I see them in their in their elements, but that's about all. Well, yo, yo. There we go. Now we're back. He's back. Clint Cerner in the building. Absolute legend. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, look, for for those folks that are numbers folks, Mm -hmm. uh, you have a hard time keeping Kenny Chesney out of the out of the legend. Maybe he's not old enough. Maybe he's not gone yet. I don't know how you couch it, but from a numbers game, there ain't many that have done it the way that he's done it for as long as he's done it. Yeah. He ain't I mean, got to be dead, does he? He's, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm just to each their own. However you want to categorize a legend, I mean, that dude right there can fill a, an NFL or a college stadium at the drop of a hat anytime he wants to. Yeah. So. I, the legend to me. That's mm-hmm. for damn sure. Um, how you guys doing? How, you, you limping out of Vegas? You thriving? How we living? Ah, like dog. It came. It happened. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a rally smile, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> I ain't that's never cool. been. Hey, I've never been more happy to break even in my life. Oh, that's all you need, man. Yeah, I you started. You started low. J Lo, I, I dug a hole now. Yeah, I dug a hole and I hit. I hit two straight flushes last night, that literally got me back to where I was up about a buck fifty. Yeah, and I put that buck fifty back out there, and I said, man, I'm gonna go on and take this one to the house and just yeah. call it a day. Yeah. I mean, them two straight flushes, I mean, they paid me a good chunk, man. Sometimes your goal, that was my goal, I just didn't want to lose it all. If I could just break even. How did you do? How did you do? Man, I had a hell of a good week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You you, you did the same thing because you 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 were a little down a little early. I I, I had one day, day one I was down $334. 
Made money every other day, and uh, I'm walking out here with about 1600 About that? Up 1600 Boy, that's a good day right there. Yeah. What are you going to buy with it? Uh, first of all, lunch. Uh, and, oh, and then <laughs> where the hell are you eating? Uh, I think I'm going to go to Brian Foltaggio's place. We had him on earlier. It sounded pretty delicious. Oh, you have, you have Brian on? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Dude, he's got a, he's got a uh, child dish concept restaurant here. So they have, like, gourmet SpaghettiOs and, like, his, bro- his brother's one of my favorite. His brother's Michael. crazy. His brother, yeah, his hey, brother's. I was having this conversation yesterday. I think uh, you, you watch a lot of Food Network. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I saw yeah. Bobby Flay around here. Who would, I your, yeah. who would your number one be, like, if you had uh, if you had a, and you can't say Guy. Not Guy Fieri. Yeah. Well, first, I could if I wanted to. Guy's not my number one. Um, I think I am a Flay guy. I think I am a Bobby. He's the biggest. I, I think I, I am a Bobby Flay guy. Um, I don't like watching him. That's what I'm saying. I, he's not my number one. He's up there. Or you mean just in terms of what they I could do? I just don't it's like a, his shows. Yeah. Um, I like um, Aaron May. No, May Day's cool. Uh, Eddie Jackson? I love Eddie. Uh, <laughs> my guy, Eddie. No, I think uh, my favorite, like, to cook where I'm thinking, like, all right, if, I gotta, if they're doing them competitions, I got to pick one, I'll probably go with Michael. Uh, Michael Fantasio. He, yeah. he might hit the crazy stuff he does. Oh, he comes out there it, nuts. But, that, but the only thing is. Mike, Mike, he gonna try too much. <laughs> like he gonna he gonna try too much. Like yeah, man, let me. I'm gonna make a. Uh, I'm gonna make a lemon daisy with daisy yeah. cheesecake. Like what the, <laughs> the hell <laughs> with daisies? <laughs> like, he tried to throw some daisies yeah, in the <laughs> cheesecake. Didn't he? He'd be, he'd be doing he'd be doing a little too much. But no, nah, I do. I, I I enjoy I enjoy watching him, but. Yeah, man, you give me a good Food Network joint, boy. I'll tell you, you I can't go Bob, Bobby walked past her. I geeked the hell out. I yeah. think I'd still go Rachel Ray, boys. I geeked out Rachel Ray's big time, and, and, and she's always going to be I'll big time. I'll pass on Rachel. Uh, who's the other woman? It's the only one I knew. Uh, uh, who's the other woman, the Italian woman? The that, one that wins Jada. everything. She always wins. Yeah, she, hosts, yeah. she, hosts she judges super, everything. She hosts Supermarket Stakeout. Yeah, that one. I like uh, her. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Alex. Yeah, yeah, Guanacelli. Yeah. She dominates. I like her. I like uh, I like Stephanie too. Stephanie, uh, God, what's her name? The one that sings? No, uh, they call her the goat. Uh, wow. uh, I, I can't I can't remember her last mm-hmm. name, but she's cold blooded too. And it's Guanacelli. I like Guanacelli. She, she almost won that. Uh, yeah. She almost won that tournament of champions. I got ready to rock and roll when I get to the house. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, baby. You, you taped it? Uh, yeah, it's on record. Yeah, oh, baby, it's man. on that DVR. It's one of it's one of the listings. Oh, is that not a beautiful thing? It's, it's, you know, when you get home from a trip like this, your DVR is just straight stacked. Jammed. Oh, it's stacked. packed. It's so great. Oh, yeah. it oh man, I can already tell him I have to teach my baby how to how to entertain herself. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Oh, and business man. is picking we, up we, here, we, man. I, we can't create that habit, man, of, of having to entertain you 24-7. You've got to no. entertain yourself some. No. Yeah, it's picking up, man. Who'd you see? <laughs> thought you uh, looked over my shoulder like you had something. No, no, no. But, Ted Lasso. Like, like you you got to keep your, your, Ted Lasso's here? your head on no, a swivel. Jason. Yeah. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. We had Will Anderson earlier. Uh, he was fantastic. Great young hey, man. Can I can – I, can I, I, I know I want to hear that. Hey, yeah. Was uh, – was, uh, I didn't know leather pants was as was as much as my thing. Didn't either. I have seen the leather pants, dudes too. And I, yeah, I mean, listen, I, and you know, I mean, I like to take a chance, but <laughs> damn, I did. I just didn't know we were. I mean, I have seen so all many. Over. All over. Not complaining now. I just yeah. see, I just didn't know it was a thing. Like yeah. Yeah, everybody back, seems man. to have that uh, a leather pants 
Uh, I didn't even notice until you said that. There's been a lot. Oh, a lot. It's right like somebody there. somebody packed one a day. Yeah. Everybody, it's it's. Yeah. They're rolling around here, just all the leather pants. Mm-hmm. I had me a pair of leather breeches back in the day. I'm telling you, I was black, thinking about it. Oh, black leather, baby. Ain't no doubt about it. Clint it, and some black leather pants. New Year's Eve, baby. It was a New Year's Eve oh, party. Oh, had an threw, outfit. <laughs> me, me and Chad Hutchinson threw a big New Year's Eve party in Dallas one year. We uh, we had to, you know, we had everybody coming in from out of town. We had every, <laughs> oh, it was money. Your boy had some, some leather pants on. And, and, hey, by about 30 minutes past dinner time, I was regretting every bit of You're it. darn right oh, you were. <laughs> I mean, it's like wearing a sauna suit. Yeah. I mean, you might as well put a sauna suit on and walk around Texas. It was I'm awful. intrigued. It was awful. Yeah, it's uh, that's bold. Yeah. That's bold. Ooh, it was a terrible idea. I thought at the time it was money. I'm intrigued. And it, it, I mean, it ultimately accomplished its goal, but, I mean, good. <laughs> well, that's all that I matters. Mean, ultimately, we made out like you a bandit. A <laughs> <laughs> you lost, yeah, you lost me, a little weight. You lost a little weight. You lost a little weight. That damn yeah. leather pants. Yeah, no doubt out about that donovan mcnab walking by mm-hmm. uh, right there what quarter horse ain't he he's a big dude isn't he? a big, yeah. you get him running downhill right now yeah Man, game it's, over it's a big big dude right there he needs to let it go though <laughs> he's moving at about the same speed he did when uh, he was playing in yeah, he game. needs to let that hair go just come on down ball with the beard hey man. you yeah. can find your barber no, no it you, looks he, like well, he's you over know, you know you when know you start what, losing like, in the back right there i think that's it's, the sign it's over yeah you, you can't recover there's not a barber that can pull that out of you yeah. when he gets up and walks off you tell me he ain't got a real figgy fig walk Okay. He does kind of walk like Figgy. Wait till oh, he wow. gets it. He's on yeah. the balls. Yeah. You know Figgy's, yeah. Figgy's always on the balls of his toes? Yeah. Watch, yeah. watch, wow. watch out. Watch no, when he no, gets I, up. He's I, got you, a real you, Figgy walk uh, yeah, now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm going to keep right. an eye on that. Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Yeah. There you go. Clint Sterner, Ron Hughley here. You're listening to you. K-I-L-T-A-M-K-I-L-T-H-D-2. The Drive is live. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.